Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to episode 513C. This week in league, I'm Nate, and I'm Jay, and I'm Glenn. Now, listen. It's clear that not everyone that listens to this show, I mean, obviously, is uh, on our social media communities. So, I'll tell you a story. Last last Wednesday, Wednesday night, we uh, recorded our episode 513. It was a great episode, given it was on Wednesday and we had the public holiday. Uh, like I think it was what the Anzac Day stuff. I think um, ran through Monday, and we had the oh, and we had the Tuesday game. Sorry, on Anzac Day, so we did yep. a combined episode on the Wednesday. It was about two hour fifteen, two hours five minutes, something like that. We did our usual thing where you know people send all their files in to me to compile, and then for some reason, stepdad's file was uh, soundless. It was two hours. It was it was the correct length and everything. File size was extremely, you know, like a, a twelfth of what it should have been, but yeah, it was blank. So when you have a when you have a uh, a three person podcast and one third is completely blank, there's not a lot of it that makes a lot of fucking sense. <laughs> so so for the for the patrons, I did go through and um, extract some parts when it was just me and Glennie talking about a thing. Mm. And because um, you know they're pretty clear when you can see the you know the the, the waveforms and everything like you know when we're going. I'll be honest though, the- as the bloke that's normally the one that's a bit blank and not making much sense, it was a welcome change for it not to be me just for a week. It's <laughs> fucking delightful. Uh, yeah, yeah. So if you haven't caught if you if you're a patron and you and you haven't caught up on that yet, though, I did put up about a thirty five minute highlight package about some of the you know with some of the stuff there with myself and Glennie that we could recover from it. What, what um, was the, otherwise? What was the- the TLDRs from last week. Fuck, fuck you, Ricky Stewart. You're a shit coach in Canberra. Mm. You're a shit club because Whiten's. But dude, stop, stop, bitch, stop bitching about the fucking thing and like the, the way the media's reporting that Whiten thing is not the way it actually yeah. is because he's not being paid the enormous amount of money now. It's what he's been offered, and he can choose to take a. An offer doesn't set your market value. Um, yeah, like you know what you what you know, so what even what even happened last week? Um, f- fuck. I mean. Me and Glennie were talking about something about the Tigers advertisement for Bathurst tourism. Yeah, that we missed. We missed that because everyone had a lot to say about Bathurst. But um, there's yeah. some of it in there, believe me. But we put it. But we also, yeah, me and Glennie, we we also went over a lot of the 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 Bathurst stuff again um, during the member side. <laughs> oh, fantastic! During, during, during the game companion, I mean, we had we had a lot to say. About, it's funny we had a lot to say about Bathurst and other other various things, Toowoomba. Um, <laughs> And, and and probably what and a, so game we're doing of, for, a game of footy broke out doing it for about an hour and I was probably 20 minutes of footy footy in there yeah. and the rest was just chatting about whatever <laughs> as easily as distracted as we are in the in the middle of uh, you know the greatest game of uh, probably the NRL era to, to, to um, ba- Bathurst by a mountain <laughs> yes, yes I had I had, I had all my, my observations about Toowoomba after going up there on Friday night and um, oh, that's right you, you, you slept over 
I slept over in, ba- in uh, Toowoomba. In yeah. Bathurst. In Bathurst. Oh. I slept over in the Bathurst Hotel ba- in Toowoomba. Bathurst North. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, was, it was very, it was very good. There was actually it was, it was, there was surprisingly more life to that place than last time I was, I was up there and in the centre. Yeah. So yeah, surprisingly so. Did you say life or ice? Both. Well, maybe one causes the other. I don't know. <laughs> but life. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, this fucking, this is rash on my arm. It's not with you from Toowoomba. It's not. It's not, it's not it's, it's not. It's not what you think. I was in the. I, I was in the him. garden. I was in the. I was in the garden. Or, or um, on, is, we had a long weekend up here. Is it so a, was a rash, the... or is it just one single red point on the inside of your <laughs> it's, elbow? It's, 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 multi, it's multiple. It's multiple red points. And like, I, tell you, I, was, I was in. The, I was in the garden doing, you doing really some. Really were uh, busy. Plants and plants and and, and we got these plants here. When they scratch you, they like, they just fucked. Like the, the sap is like acid, and um, you don't realize after it doesn't burn at the time. But then you know, like afterwards, you know. A couple of hours later, it's just fucked. But um, but yeah, like it's crazy. You, know, you wouldn't believe it. I was in the garden doing, the, you know, pulling out weeds and and you know, fucking around with these plants and everything. And then two Thai prostitutes came, and rubbed their vaginas on my arm, and the fucking rash. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so that's that covers off what happened to five thirteen. We had like literally two people ask if we were okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a word like oh. dozens. It means like <laughs> two. <laughs> a pair. Cashy. Yeah. Cashy hit me up. Hey, is, is everything? Oh, okay, all, so that's three. Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. why? Oh, there's no podcast. I'm like, my standard response to so, Shane so Cash is "fuck you, Cashy. I hope you die." Um, but well, I did explain to him the situation. The last. The last time we missed a show was when there was a death in the family. Yeah, but did we did we did we did we miss show we could, or did we, put we it off. We, go Glennie, with alter, alternate? Glennie and I did some personnel. episodes. Oh, right, yeah, cool. Right. Right. I don't know that we actually missed a show though. Did we? Yeah, oh, I don't, know. I don't yeah. think we did. Fuck, that seems mate, slightly disrespectful. Mate missed, well, mate missed telling us that his parent had died, but we didn't actually miss a show. No, we didn't miss anything that time. <laughs> I fucking I straight batted that one. <laughs> oh fuck, please. <laughs> and. and <laughs> and no one knew anything about it until like fucking. It must it was months later, wasn't it? No, it wasn't months, but it was. It was enough of a period of time for me to finally understand the level of sociopath that you are. <laughs> Glenny, the ability to compartmentalize one's feelings effectively. So as to go about one's day and one's other responsibilities what does about, not make one a sociopath. He's one of the few It's one of the few benefits of fucking turbo autism. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> what a what a surprise! Your fucking wingman is this cunt. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> hey, Glenny. If everyone you meets the weirdo. Yep. No, it's not maybe. everyone though. That's just it's maybe. just you two. Oh, look, did you say some dreadful things about Cashy? Oh, well, he's a cunt. He's There's nothing autistic yeah. about him. He's just a what cunt. What about you know, Asian the... people, Turkish yeah. people? I mean, there is a pattern here. Entire, entire race. Stepdad? Yeah. I mean, plenty. I mean, we, uh, yeah, it's still not everyone. Inject, if we lie and please interject it's and tell us we're still not everyone, is it? From, from time to time, you're kids. People, <laughs> look, don't even get me fucking started. Don't even get me started. I'll tell you what. 
Uh, no, listen. A fucking a man. A man's trying to have a crack at touch football, right? Touch, touch football on Monday night with his eldest kid. I take a fucking intercept. It was glorious. Ryan Girdler was flowing through my veins. I took two steps. I couldn't get rid of the ball quick enough. On the inside is old Dreadlocks McGee. Glenn! Glenn! Inside! Glenn! And I fucking lobbed this ball like someone with no arms or legs would lob a ball. Okay. Hang on, hang on. It was he, calls, he calls you Glenn on the field. Yeah, well, he doesn't call me Dad. How fucking... What are you... Is he embarrassed? Is he... Probably. probably... <laughs> would, you, would you want to admit that I was your dad? <laughs> he could call you like a code name. Wouldn't it be amazing and make your life if he called you Mr. Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. And then, as the balls hit the deck, oh, the spray... The absolute spray that the kid has given me. Two hands, Glenn. <laughs> Two hands. God. What are you trying to do? Like, give me all fucking, like, Gene Miles fucking... No, just, a, just a, like a like lob it, you know? like Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nah, it was no good. Yeah, that Benji flick pass shit and isn't you as know, easy as it looks on telly, is it? Listen, Glenn? you know how I said I'm going to score a hat trick on Monday night in the member yeah. zone? Yeah. So, I uh, scored one. I had another one called back for a forward pass, which was horse shit. And get this, you guys will love this. I've had one. I've caught the ball, and as I've gone to, I've taken half a step back and stepped onto the fucking touching goal line. As I, oh, you, you moved oh. it. I've been, I've been fucking robbed of a hat trick <laughs> after, the, after the Tigers game. Oh, my days. The, the gentleman's really, hat trick. <laughs> the fucking the imbecile, trick the imbecile hat trick. You got one try. <laughs> there you go. the, <laughs> the hat trick Lottie never got. Oh, fucking hell. The imbecile hat trick. How good. Well, I mean, no, but in all honesty, I mean, you were closer to a hat trick than Lottie ever got. <laughs> yeah, it is fair. That Even though fair. I think he got two tries in one game, didn't he? <laughs> yes. Did he get two yes, tries he in that no. first game? No, he got two tries in several games. Did he? Uh, yeah. Now, I remember he got a hat-trick for Souths, but... Yeah, if, fuck if, off. If you're still with us, we would like to especially welcome the listeners of uh, the podcast that incorrectly puts us on their feed about yeah. <laughs> barbaric oh. sports. Shout out to the, to the league, the league Against Cruelty of Sports um, listeners. If you found us on their feed, then let me tell you, Bullfighting is fucking awesome. I think cockfighting is the shit, <laughs> frankly. And you know what? In Australia, we gamble on which hamster will come out of the clothes dryer alive. <laughs> hey, in, in cockfighting, is there weight classes? Because I don't know if I don't know if I, I think I'm, I'd have to punch above my weight, wouldn't I? We're not talking about those cocks. No, like you know how there's like, let's for, say for example, there's WWE. <laughs> yeah, like that's that, like that's that's you know like for example like me you is like when they bring like the dwarfs into the fucking novelty fights. <laughs> Glenn, no, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn is superhuman. <laughs> oh, delightful! You're fucking hornswoggle in the of the, the hornswoggle of cockfighting, Glenny. Now <laughs> here I go frantically fucking googling hornswoggle. That's now we need time. to um. I'll send you a picture. Um, we probably need to talk about footy stuff, though, right? Um, Let's go. Did you Google it, Glenny? All right, cool. Yeah, I did. Okay, I got so, it. I got it. Thanks yeah, very much. You got him? You I got get it? it, and I agree with it. You got the reference? <laughs> yep. All right, good. It's the only one I can think of. I'm sure there's billions of other ones. Um, okay, so first thing we'll do, this is going to be one of those combo episodes again. Um, 
where we'll do the uh, we'll run through the games um, very quickly, except for Glenny. The reason why we late this week, Glenny had to be on this episode. At the start of the season, we sort of said, "Listen, life is busy. We get it. Sometimes, not everyone might be able to get get on the call. You know, shit comes up. That's fine. Two out of three, we'll fucking we'll go. You know, we'll meet loaf it and put out the episode. But um, this week though. Glennie was the one fucking putting us back, knocked us off Monday night, knocked us off Tuesday night. But he's the one, this week, this week of all weeks, it was absolutely essential. I don't understand the, why. The Glennie was here to take his victory. I mean, sure, I mean, like the, the, the patrons already heard, heard you take a victory lap. It was great. I mean, the, the, the joy, was, it was, you know, it was, it was palpable. Um, but the regular listeners, they need to hear it as well, Glennie. Talk a lot uh, of shit. Yeah, I talk a lot long, of shit when I win. You're long, yeah, not yeah, not as much as you'd think, though. Really? Yeah, I'm not as much harder. as you, not 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 only not as much as you know you'd think, but also not as much as you probably should. Shout out to it's Chris been a, Bailey. My, it's been my, a while. Uh, the great man, Chris Bailey, who congratulated every single one of his Tigers following people on Twitter, except me. At which point I said, my omission has been duly noted, to which he replied, you do not deserve nice things. And then he sends me a message going, just finished the membersode. It was uh, great to hear the joy in your voice. It's lovely. Lovely man, eventually. <laughs> you know what? I call fucking shenanigans on that. Which bit? Him understanding and appreciating the emotion joy. Because he hates the dolphins. That's true. Yeah, that is that is strange. So, yeah, no. You know, I I think that's that's just a lucky thing. Like you know, special kids, you know, look, look at a dog occasionally and don't say moo. They just they get a wolf out, and I think he's just lobbed into it this time, <laughs> and and it's lucky. So, if you if you don't like the dolphins, you don't understand joy. Wow! Put it Fucking out there. How the turntables? Wow! Stepdad's opening up his uh, his first uh, Dairy Queen franchise on the peninsula. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fucking ice cream and sponge cakes. Let's go. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, can you imagine? No, no, re- no return policy on the sponge cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Stop well, no, it. I mean, was it's there a... was there any way before I started fucking him in the toilet? It's, it's, it's a bottomless sponge. Come and fill it up as many times with soft serve as you want. Oh, like I said, like, like a sourdough, like a sourdough starter. Real, <laughs> just, like real a, sour like a, after a couple of days. Or like a Chinese master sauce, like this sort of situation. Oh. After six after six months, it starts to grow legs and have DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Game one, Sentient. let's go. <laughs> Game one, okay. Please change the subject. <laughs> Fuck, these are a long time ago now. Um, on Thursday night, we had the uh, Sharkies, 44 defeating the Cowboys, 6. Sharkies tries 2, Talakai, Hines, Ramian, uh, Katoa, Tig Wilton, and a double to the moot. Um, Nico, 6 conversions and 2 penalty goals. Cowboys, a try to Felton and a conversion to Holmes. Sharks were good. I thought they... Um... Executed nicely, and I think they're progressing pretty well and, and, are, and are about where we expect them to be at this stage of the season with the talent that they have. More glaringly, though, the Cowboys were fucking putrid. 
Yeah. Absolutely putrid. They have fallen so fucking far from where they were last year. And I know they, you know, fair to say they overachieved based on people's expectations of them at the start of the season last year, um, which led to higher expectations this year. But same coach, similar roster, a couple of injuries, yes. But the, just the the lack of competitiveness about them and mm, and yeah. you know they they were the side with you know the likes of Griffin Neem, Ruben Cotter, <clears throat> those guys, the one percenters, you know, they're they're the first to a, a loose ball and, you know, cleaning yeah. up, doing the dirty work around there's none of it. <clears throat> nah. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. And like the week before we sort of saw the you know, maybe there were signs of life and like there were glimpses at times mm. through that game. I can't yeah. remember who they played now. But uh, that was completely fool's gold, and they yeah, are yeah. just as bad as they've been all season, they, if not worse. They, they seem to be a low-energy team in defence. And last year, it was their defence that won them games mm. early on, as in people when, when especially up to their, their home ground, they turned that into a fucking fortress. Mm. But the, they went and played the Cowboys, and all of a sudden, it was brick wall, brick wall, brick wall, We'll make mistakes. We'll defend those mistakes. Cool. Get a repeat set. We'll turn you away two, three times. Come at us. They'd look lackadaisical in defense. And on the other side of that, Cronulla are doing a fucking beautiful job this year of sending multiple people at a defensive line, all in motion, all running beautiful lines. And that means that defences can't make quick decisions and put multiple players on who is obviously going to end up the ball carrier. Mm. So it means that much more of the defence for much longer before contact has to stick on their man, which leaves more gaps. And it was obvious. Like, it was seven line breaks to two and 38 tackle breaks to the Sharks. Mm. And if your effort in defence as a baseline is low... Yeah. Even then, you at best you're making one-on-one tackles. If, exactly. If the, if exactly. the guys, if the guys not streaming through a fucking hole like Sydney heads. Yeah. You know. It's... And and this is I think Cronulla are geared up to be that team that he, and it doesn't even take a a full tackle bust. Once a nose is through, the amount of just pure athletic ability they have around the ball on both sides of the field, mm. especially and on the edges, especially Kennedy. Yeah. Backing the, up. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, the the Cowboys' lack were, was exactly Cronulla's game. They uh, they did very very well. Anything else you want to say on that one, or straight to the socials? No, socials. I've got. Uh, I, I will say this is about the sixty seventh time I've checked that my recording is progressing nicely. So I've got yes. Uh, P, PTSD by association from last week. Can vouch for mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> I got no fucking idea. Let's fucking go. Let's see. (laughs) Uh, Benny, he said, I sent a bag of dicks, but it looks like they already had them and just put jerseys on them. (laughs) Gus, the North Queensland turnstiles need to send some to a reserve grade. I bet they've got some lads down there with some passion left. What's to lose? Jordan, the cows made a complete mockery of a game that was for the coach that bought them their first premiership in front of his wife and kids. Chad played a season too long. Todd doing his loyalty thing, though. There's a few Reggie's players who would look better in Cow's colours. Josh said, The only good thing to come out of this game for the Cowboys is that felt fending off the moot was a great highlight, and he gets to keep that forever. 
but the team also gets to take an L forever, so it all evens out. It's also rare to see a game like that that doesn't have a disrespectful field goal kick. Do even-numbered winning totals in blowout games look weird to anyone else now? Yes, they certainly fucking do. That fan from Phil was fucking great, though. That yeah. was. I mean, very like very, very, very highlight reel, like career highlight reel. You just, yeah. You'll see it over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In season launch fucking video packages and stuff like that on, te- on TV forevermore because it was so impressive. Hopefully oh, yeah. earns him an origin jersey. Yeah, <laughs> fucking a lot of good it did for him, but you know. <laughs> the Eels, 43. Speaking of disrespectful field goals, the Feed the Knights, 12. Uh, this one happened at, um, I can't remember what it's called, like the Sperm Bank or whatever the fuck it was called. What was it called? Sperm Donor? Something? Um, the Eels, tries. Dylan Brown, Mitchell Moses, Sean Russell, Junior Paolo, and uh, Clint Gutherson, three tries. Uh, Moses, seven conversions from as many attempts. A field goal, disrespectful. And uh, the Knights, they're 12, tries to Croker and Young, and two conversions from as many attempts to Lachlan Miller. Training run for para. Yeah, Absolutely the Knights destroyed them. The Knights showed up in the first five minutes that they they or they they didn't show up. They 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 proved that they had not fucking shown up at all. Mm. Like right, like very early on in the piece, you could see it wasn't it it was not happening. It was not going to happen under any circumstances, and they were going to get their you know, and then ended up happening. So, this is the other thing I remember we discussed last week. Is that a um, Knights players do not look at all impressed or happy to have Kalen Ponga back in that side. And it was mentioned in a couple of the comments after the games as well, but I'd said, is it are players now afraid of running at him full pelt? For and being I the one that put the rattled him to the point where it may Yeah, ease. that's it. Yeah. And I saw it a couple of times in, in this one and, and last week as well, that they sort of, you know, held I don't know, held back or sort of, you know, softened the blow, I guess, or in yeah. whether it's subconsciously or not. Um, similar to the Cowboys, the Knights' defense was just fucking pitiful. Yep. It was lazy. They weren't moving forward. There was no effort or energy. There wasn't the there wasn't the intent that mm. you'd want to see. And they were in such a good fucking place. They had they had uh, developed for themselves quite a strong baseline. Yeah, and level of performance over like the last like, sort of you know months, you know, month to six weeks or whatever. Like Frizzle was having a fucking resurgence. He he was back to oh shit, he's a rep player again. Level. Um, yep. You know, Fitz, Fitzgibbon was doing his thing through the middle. The even the fact that that Jacko was going to be touching the ball, but just have a little bit of that bulldog in him. And now the. They're rolling over. It says I, a lot about the the way the Knights played that I'm actually less impressed with Para's performance given that they're up thirty six to six with twenty minutes to go or so. Yeah. And they they really there was an opportunity there because the Knights were absolutely there to be slaughtered and and subconsciously or otherwise I think Para took their, their foot off the pedal. Yep. Um yep. And and I think if Para hadn't have done that, there was absolutely nothing the Knights could have done to 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 prevent sixty. <laughs> yeah, you know. Look, there are a couple of times, even when like the, even when they were out by thirty, that you can see where where that line is for Moses. And I know, I know he got a lot of shit for for calling his teammates cunts and and that sort of thing, mm. but 
but he cared just as much about burnt plays at when they were up 30 points mm. as, as he did at the beginning. And I don't hate that quality, especially in a half. The fact yeah. that they can be so far ahead and obviously going to run away with the match, but when something isn't executed properly or someone makes a poor decision, that he doesn't, you know, he's not walking up to them and, and calling them a fuckhead or doing the gutho thing where he's made up and starts to turn around and point fingers at every other cunt near him. But he's genuinely having giving a spray to someone about, nah, that was fucked, that was da-da-da, I expect better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Sign I of maturity, not before time. Yeah, that's it. Um, how much of this slide, you know, and, and correlation is not always causality, but Ponga has come back into the side and the Knights look woeful. They looked, they looked, good, serviceable for lots of the games without him he has come back into the side and they have looked dreadful well look if you take any attitude out of it like just just like on sheer performance the amended stats for this game said that he made 13 tackles and missed 8 tackles yeah it's fucking game changing in itself mm. yeah exactly um, double, probably double the amount of missed tackles that the next worst player in the side defensively had in that game during the game, the stat said he'd made 10, missed 11, so they must have gone through and, you know... Given him a couple of flops. Done some, yeah, done some corrections, you know, and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, but look, this is this is um, not, not so, the socials because it's not someone that's ever had anything to do. I've never seen the name before. Um, but it just popped into my timeline. Someone must have retweeted it to either bag it or comment upon it. This is someone who was at the game, Knights fan, who I won't name. And they said, credit to the players that went over to the Knights Bay. Ponga had to be dragged over by Fitzy, palmed off his free headgear and walked off. What an utter flog. Yeah, Th- then, yeah, out. go off and run at me, fanboys. Which and obviously, you know, that got a lot of <laughs> that got a lot of uh, comments. I mean yeah. the yeah, not knowing the person at all, um, yeah, people seem to say to think it's a continuation of like a an agenda or whatever, but people are spent, but the, the replies indicate this person saying, as far as I could see, he was the only person that the only one, sorry, the only one of the team that didn't walk over without being prompted. Yeah. And I uh, don't, don't expect them to look happy. Just acknowledge the commitment that the guys put in to travel down. That's it. Hey, cause it's not close. Yeah. Paramount games. Not, it's not, you know, it's not into suburb for Newcastle based fans. Not a nice place either. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know if, I, I struggle to see how somebody can put up the numbers he has. And I know he's only been back a couple of weeks and maybe they, they give him some grace, but I struggle to see how everyone's, you know, they're losing players. Um, you know, uh, Dom Young's going cause he was offered money by the Roosters. And I'm not saying that the, the reason he didn't get paid is cause of Ponga. But shit like that's got a way on their mind. We are losing mm. players or we're not signing other players because this guy is on ridiculous money and he's not doing anything. Where's Ricky complaining about that Dom Young deal too, by the way? Yeah, true. Because <laughs> Dom Young put a price tag on himself over the off-season that was fucking ridiculous for a winger, and especially so for him. Um, and the Roosters did not pay that no. price tag. He, he went to the Roosters because he wants to win. Yeah. You know, like, and, and he sees a better chance of winning there than the Knights, so he'll take you know similar and a little bit more money. Yep. 
you know, to do that, much like Jacko's doing to go to South. <coughs> yeah, exactly. But then again, mm. silence from fucking, yeah. Jai. He said, so the only games that Ponga has played in the Knights of One <clears throat> was a game he got knocked out in the first minute. Just saying. <laughs> Zach. That's damning. <laughs> ha ha, Ponga. Gus, time for AOB to go. I know he wasn't on the pitch, but when a team defends like that, the coach has lost the dressing room. Wonder when the launching novelty will wear off as well. He's doing less than fucking up more each week. Time for a trip to reserve grade for a few as well, if you ask me. Fuck, there's some big calls to go to reserve grade this week. Uh, Jason, tell me Ponga's back without telling me Ponga's back. Danny, dear Union, please take Ponga. Pay him all you want. We'll be happy to release him. Absolute liability tonight. Not that anyone else played any better. I saw this match in person, and it would have been a better bargain to pay to have my nipples attached by jumper cables to a car battery. Fucking hell. Shane, the momentum the Knights seemed to have a few weeks ago has all but disappeared. Now Ponga is back. <coughs> Knights look like bustards from start to finish. Uh, Rob, Hodgson is showing shades of Farah. All this drifting across the line and not delivering the ball to the playmakers. Even with a win like this, it's hard to justify his inclusion. When tackles, missed tackles, and nearly every stat is comparable to hands, but with the addition of a complete slowdown of our offense. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. Moving on to the second game on Friday night, and it was the uh, Rabbitohs, 32, defeating the Broncos, 6 in Suncorp Stadium. The Rabbitohs, their 32, came from Hattrick to Campbell Graham, uh, a double to Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker with the other try, Latrell, four of six conversions. The Broncos' side, uh, they scored one try through Jesse Arthurs and a penalty goal to Adam Reynolds. I think plenty of people were wondering where the Broncos stood against the the better teams in the competition. Um Outside of a round one win against Penrith, um, you know the season's now settling into a bit of a rhythm, and, and I think it's clear where the Broncos stand against the, the, the top tier of sides. They're they're a ways off, and, and I think we've probably spoken about it a number of times over the last three or four weeks, where <clears throat> they've been getting they've been getting results, but. There's a patchy statistically completing yeah, poorly and making correct. a lot of errors and stuff, and, yeah. and, a, and a patchiness right. to their play. Um, whereas you come up against a side like like South, and, and you just cannot afford to be that loose, and and it shows. Um, it showed in the result, and it showed the way you know the the Rabbitohs went about their business, and and they they had extra time um, and space and room and made the yards through the middle because the Broncos. Yeah. They're loose and and yeah, they, the talent of Reynolds and and Walsh and Carrigan and, and those Haas and and all those guys, um, it can paper over some cracks against the Tigers or or you know some of the the, the lesser lights of the competition or other sides when they're where they're off their game. As the season gets to to the point <clears throat> end and come finals time, teams are going to be at their final form and, and at their best and the Broncos have got a hell of a lot of improvement um, to get to and they've that always level. played all their games at home as well almost yeah mm. all their games at home. so so at some point that that, that that part of the draw is going to turn around on them as well and they're going to yeah. have some real adversity where they're playing some of the some of the better teams in the competition uh, you know more hostile environments I mean the season's really really 
well tailored towards them mm. in terms of travel. They still want to do a fuck of a lot, even when they do have to leave home. Mm, but yep. you know that's that sort of thing is going to turn. I, I I think they're they're a fake team, and they need to. Yeah, and and the flat track bullies of twenty twenty three, and um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens when it gets to the pointy end. And if they, I don't expect them to have like a massive tumble like last year, but I do expect them to to you know fall back, yeah, into the pack a bit though. Interested I- to get your <laughs> thoughts. Campbell Graham, there's lots of talk about him playing Origin, and I think he's a fucking lock. Like he's absolute lock, lock yeah. to yeah. play Origin. Like, but he, 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 he is, is a, he... outstanding in that side, right? Yeah. Do you know what? I think I he's would, made himself undeniable. I would like a time machine, and I would prefer him at lock rather than Paul Gallon. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much of a fucking lock he is. Um, yeah. My my point is though, Origin aside, and I, and yep. I think he's you know on form has to be picked, but anyway. In any other side, in my humble opinion, he's a solid workman-like first grader. Solid first grader. In that south side, they extract every fucking essence, every last drop of skill and ability and put him in positions consistently to, to be successful and, and thrive with due to the players around him. But if you put him in... He builds himself some fucking. He builds himself some of the success yeah. though as well. I mean, he's not getting. The, he's not he's, like he's Alex Johnson when he's getting the fucking ball and he just has to fall over the line. Yeah. I mean, he's actually got. It. I mean, he's he's got to score the he, tries a lot. He's of the not time. Dar- Darius playing outside Inglis. And he's the and his defense no, is no, fucking no, no. great not, as not well. Not to I that mean, level. Like, not to no. that level. But he's. I think oh, you take oh, it back oh. and you're being disrespectful. No, no, I'm not taking it back. <laughs> Fucking, you're, you're a Queenslander trying to talk his stocks down so he doesn't come up and, and fucking rape you in Origin. <laughs> I, I see what's happening here. Motherfucker, you're the one calling him Bjorn Borg. Fucking, and I'm disrespecting yeah. him. I want to take credit. Yeah, he was in a slump then. And look what happened after that. Fucking absolute. Oh, take full credit for it. Exponential fucking hockey stick graph of improvement <laughs> in his play. <laughs> I demand six yeah, percent of his fucking contract. Mate, I, I, I think you can you can say that about absolutely any player. Like Souths are in such good fucking form at the moment. Let me give you an example. Adam Reynolds made the grand final with Souths. You take him out of that team and put him in a bog average team like the Broncos. <laughs> I was trying to plays... make an actual point. <laughs> he comes just fucking rubbishing it. No, but I'm. But I'm serious. Like, I, I get what you're saying, but the same can be said for absolutely any player going from a top-tier team to say, oh, you put him in another side. Look at the fucking Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are a shining example of that at the moment. All Take they've a kick done, out. Yeah. <laughs> who had... like he, he was close to the best forward in the comp last year. And now he's fucking busted. He's a workman-like second rower who's injured all the time. Point taken. Yeah, like Luke Garner. I mean, killed the West Tigers last year. <laughs> now, can't, can't crack first grade. <laughs> no, you, no, you sold me, um, mate. Well done. <laughs> but look, Campbell Graham, for, for, first first player pick to fucking Origin. I mean, especially when you know you're going to get, um, you know, Latrell's going to be in there around him. Yep. You're going to, um, you know, Cam's going to be in there. Yep. Yeah, around him. Cookie's so, going to be there. Cooks, yeah, I mean, he's absolutely fucking no-brainer selection as far as I'm concerned. And it's a, and and what a treat picking a fucking center to play center. Yeah, that's it. For the first time in about fucking but, six series. But, but isn't it, isn't it also <laughs> nice to have some options? Yeah, 
because yeah, yeah. like no couple... chance of Gutho getting thrown into center because oh, like ten guys are injured in front of him. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> but that that was it. Be- you know, okay, cool. I'm I'm happy with fucking Turbo and and White in the centers. Oh fuck, they're both injured, but there's yep. no there's no actual centers. So Gutho yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, fucking hell. I think the the Broncos and Souths are almost a reverse version of Souths and Penrith in that it was very nice for Souths to go into a situation where someone in the other team, a half in the other team, cared far more about them than they did about him. And I know they all love Renault and, and they're all mates and... and um, they had some, some great years together, but it was pretty obvious that he cared way more about beating them as people mm. than he than they cared about beating him as a person. Mm. Yeah. And he didn't brain snap to the level that Cody would have usually, but there were some uncharacteristic things and you could see he was getting flustered. And, yeah, and he that, doesn't have it in his game at all to, to, to go Cody level. He, does, he doesn't but he has it in his game to go fucking Brooks level. Like the kicks out on the full and, and just yeah. dumb shit. Yeah. Whereas it, you know, he, he really should be doing fucking 40 twenties every set and all of that shit that he can do. Hmm. But they're, they're in his fucking head. Anything else you boys want to add on that one? No. Nah, Lachlan, this is a true one. He said, I don't think you have to be a Broncos fan to be a little frightened by South Sydney tonight. Liam, Special Agent Madden finally getting into his work to infiltrate the Broncos and turn them into the West Tigers. Also <laughs> worth mentioning Billy Walters, who's a natural at this, and sleeper, ag- <laughs> and sleeper Agent Martin Tapao, who had to play the long game via Manly to get there. Fucking <laughs> tried to tell you about Billy Walters and everyone laughed at me. Jason. What are you talking about? We all, we all knew you were shit. No one said otherwise. What are you talking about? Go and have a look in the replies to that comment and someone points out that like in the time that Billy Walters was off the field, South scored five tries. <laughs> well, he's, he's a brick wall. Uh, Jason, this game at the beginning looked like it could have been all time. Then South just absolutely dominated us. Couldn't defend our line at all. Toto, he said, went as expected. Matched him in the first half, rolled in the second. It was good to see where we stand against the Premiership Fabes and what we needed to work on after a pretty favourable draw. Matthew, Broncos are a young team with a good general in charge. Reynolds, meaning they will go close. Missing two of their top flight players tonight, which a Premiership team should be able to cover. Was hoping for a more even competition, but the Bunnies are playing like Premiers. Thomas said, I don't care what this means in terms of the rest of the year. Being from Brisbane, but supporting South means this was one of the most important games of the year. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Hashtag indeed. Now we move down to Wagga Wagga where there was a fucking robbery where the Canberra Raiders 31 defeated the Dolphins 30. The Raiders 31, their tries came through uh, Jared Croker, Jack Whiten, Jordan Rapiner, Sebastian Chris and Jamal Fogarty. Croker, three conversions and two penalty goals. The uh, field goal going to Fogarty. Dolphins tries two. Aitken, the hammer. Jesse Bromwich and a double to Lemuelu. Osako, five conversions. Should we, start, should we start this by pointing out exactly what the NRL has come and admitted after the fact? Yeah, there was a, there was a knock on um, by a, a Canberra player, three tackles before the winning field goal was kicked. 
and uh, I saw people on Twitter say at the time, like called it live. Um, and yeah, there's uh, you know, it didn't happen on the play of the field goal. There's no chance of reviewing anything, and uh, the Raiders scraped out a win because this is another one where they were fairly in control. Dolphins another very poor start like they did last week. Yeah, and um, again they came back. They, uh, they never got to the stage where they were um, leading or anything, but um, they got it back to the point where it went to, to Golden Point and uh, look where the robbery occurred. The fucking lime green crocodile tears are the perfect cover-up for a, a robbery. And there's no better place for it. That was quite nice, too, no, I thought. Like, no better not the, place Not the Ricky Stewart stuff. No. Like, fuck, fuck that guy. I mean, the, 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 the fucking nerve of that guy to, to start blubbering in the press conference about White and when he'd been such a cunt the week before and exactly. you know, created all the headlines against him through the week. I mean, fuck that guy. But, like, the way that Whiten was speaking on the sideline after the mm. game and yeah. when he got overcome with emotion talking about, you know, what, what it meant, you know, playing at Canberra and finishing the year off and the guys he played with and everything, that shit was fucking great. Yeah. I fucking yep. love that shit. Love it. Fuck yeah. Um, but, oh, my God. Fuck up, Ricky Stewart, you fucking weak-gutted dog. Wagga yeah. Wagga is a perfect place for a robbery. And, um, look, I I think <laughs> the Dolphins, concerning for two weeks in a row for them to, to give up some pretty... De- decent score lines and then and then try and run them down. Um, yeah. In the end, Wayne be furious. <clears throat> you think so? Furious, yeah. Ropeable. It's enough to turn him off a gilf. Well, I doubt that. Um, I yeah, probably, I, I think that's concerning. <laughs> they've um, they've certainly got the ability to to right the ship and and you know this was in the end it turned out an ultra competitive result, but. A slightly better start, and they they probably get the result because the Raiders were they they were there to be to be to be beaten towards the end of that game, and <clears throat> I, I think the, the Dolphins just gave them too much start. Yeah, and on the flip side as well, I mean, like you know, the, the Dolphins were there to be fucking flogged as well they after were. the start that they conceded, and uh, the Raiders, you know, did did what they did. I mean, Whiten had a had a strong game. You could see he was just pumped for it. Mm. Like I mean, this is the, he was like one of the ultra involvement in everything, and uh, yeah, it does fascinate me why players have games like this, and it, it goes to you know a lot of the times we we sit here and and every week we we talk and and critique and criticize and and all these things, but it's just a reminder of how fucking difficult it is to get up for a physical game like footy every week where you you're essentially your job is to go out there and get belted and keep Mm. going that it takes such a fucking dominant occasion like leaving the club where you've spent your entire career yeah to bring out the best in you and everyone oh why didn't we get that every week and you know if you want to be one of the best you play like that all the time and, and all this stuff it's not fucking easy and it takes a special sort of person to do it but um yeah, it was a, a a good game by White, and just sad that that it came at the wrong time. And Dolphins again. I mean, they can they can walk away and say, "Listen, we know exactly what we've got to fix up here." Yeah, that's it. Sure. Know, our starts our starts the last two weeks have been uh, fucking unacceptable, and um, it's just not good enough. They can't come back every time. That's it, David. 
Another good comeback, but we're developing a nasty habit of not showing up for large chunks of the games. Jennings need to go with new back and healthy. Too much of a liability. Katara is impressing me more and more with each passing week, though. Probably said that already this season, but still rings true. Jason. Both teams made mistakes. Both teams showed a complete inability to defend their mistakes. Jake. Nothing more to say other than how the fuck is Elliot Whitehead anywhere near a first grade team? Back any second row in front of him for your multis. There you go. Oof. Fucking hell. Gee, had turn on turn on him. Mm. There was a time there where he was the only guy keeping that fucking team intact. On the field. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> how the turns table? Okay, um are we, is that a bit for the socials on that one? That's it. Alright, Gold Coast Titans twenty six defeated the Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles ten. Um, the Titans 26 came through a double to Khan Pereira. Uh, David Fafita, Philip Sami, and Cleese Haas with tries. Uh, Manly tried to Sean Kepi, a, a conversion to Ruben Garrick, and two penalty goals to Ruben Garrick. Shit conditions. Fucking horrible, disappointing. Disappointing fucking performance. This was a very important... It wasn't an important game, but it was an important two points and that, that really needed to be banked. And just the general attitude overall was not fucking great and the the, the the player that's vexing me at the moment is fucking Cooper Johns I mean we know he's not a fucking you know amazing player he's not the great he's not the greatest player in the world but you would think that somewhere up on the next branch of his family tree he could probably come up with one maybe even two excellent <laughs> representative premiership fucking winning halves that could tell him can't stop drifting fucking sideways and doing nothing because a fucking half that drifts sideways in the game today mm. is an absolute waste of fucking space. Correct. Dig into... Just run straight... I mean... They, they were aided in... Their, perform, their poor performance was aided and embedded by the fact that we rested Tommy this week. And look, you know, maybe in hindsight that was, you know, that was a good move. But I also think that I mean, people can say, oh, like, oh, he's been carrying injury, blah, blah, blah. The guy's averaging 189 metres this year per game. And I think if you take that 189 metres out of any fucking, t- any any side, I mean, that's a, a solid fucking chunk of just general purpose fucking yardage. And yeah, how, how much of that's kick return, though? He takes the fucking, he's, he's been taking the, the hard ones into the fucking teeth as well. I mean, he's like... No, but, but what I'm saying is, yep. sure, you can say, okay, well, the... Uh, Jason Tomalolo gives you this many metres a, me- a, mm. a week and you yeah. can't replace that. To replace a fullback, though, you should expect that a fair chunk of what they do is going to be kick return. Yeah, I should have to. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of times they don't kick to him, though. They mostly go to Saab, remember? Yeah, fair point. So so he's not he's not doing a fuck a lot of it. Usually he's taking, like, the second or third, and um, and that's more like a yardage, like, you know, straight, you know, generally straight up the guts, giving the forward the rest sort of thing. But, um... So what? What he him being out and Cooper Cooper Johns doing his thing, it just kind of nullified the the left hand side. They were just a non entity of doing anything, and it really reminded me of back to the days after Blake Green, like just after Blake Green left, and like Daly was the only option there, so they knew that was the only option, and and so they could shut things down. But um, this is a game where they they should have gone up, you know, to a good lead, like a twelve to fourteen point lead. They had two. Uh, absolute, you know, not guaranteed tries, but, you know, you would think eight out of ten times they're tries. Poor finishing in the first one by Saab. Poor finishing by fucking Tupelotu in the second one. Robbed them of two two tries the, the, to start the game. And from there, we had the absolute worst minute of football that I've seen in a long time from fucking Toff Sipley, where he came, he came <laughs> on the field about fucking 
probably 33 minutes in, I think, or no, but it's probably about probably about 30 on the dot. Came in, ran onto the field, first tackle, he gets fucking sin bin for a, for a, for a crusher, a crusher where they said that he he repositioned his feet and then went in harder or jumped off the ground and went in harder. Yeah. That was just, I think that was just one of those, you know, it's a, it's a contact sport. You know, the, the player backs into the tackle and gets his head in the wrong position. It's just, you know, it's a clusterfuck. But these days, players have by and large managed to figure out how to let the head sort of pop free, kind of thing. Yep. Um. So it's he's completely his fault. Um. He gets sent to the sin bin. Titans get their points for the first half in the period of time. And just absolutely, absolutely fucking ridiculous. Actually, no, he went penalty. That's right. He went penalty. Then he went fucking sin bin. And, uh, yeah, and that was, yeah, that was the end of it for half time. And, um, when they, and then when they finally did get back into the game early in the second half, had all the running, then Ben Cummins must be the most fucking, I think he's the most anti-football referee, most anti-rugby league referee in the game. The fucking nitpicky, ticky-tack shit, that he responds to, and the Titans were very fucking happy to play into play his game by playing and just like lying down in every fucking tackle, seeing what they could get for a penalty. So I mean, they're an anti-football team, and I, I swear, and if I said what I thought about Justin Holbrook and Tino Fasil Malawi, I'd be cancelled. Um, so, <laughs> so, 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 but it suffices, it suffices that I don't respect them at all. Um, I love that that Cam Pereira, he's. Yeah, potentially going to be a very good player for the Titans. I mean, he's a good finisher and he's fast as fuck. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, just just a fucking two points that should have been banked, and just a performance where fucking not not happy Jan. And then fucking you get a uh, you get an injury to fucking um, Jake on top of that as well. That's yeah. going to have him out for like a month. So yeah, all in all, an absolute fucking shit afternoon at the fucking office. And unenjoyable. With the, with the Schuster, sorry, one question. With the Schuster so, oh, yeah, yeah. situation, yes, and seeing how foreign's going for the Titans, the money that you're paying Schuster, would you, would they what would they have lost by hanging on to foreign for another season or two? Oh, honestly, maybe- I, honestly, I don't think I don't think foreign was that great. The thing, the benefit of foreign in this game was just like inside, like the inside knowledge. Mm. I mean, he clearly like the the, the way that, where they were running. Yeah, they, he he clearly said do do this repeatedly. You could you then, could very then, easily see that or, like he was whispering in back play, tell them you think it's okay to be gay, <laughs> and, and that's that's the secret. So, but um, and look, the, I mean, that's just the thing. Well, I've never seen so much fucking misinformation in the media. Really. Like, it's funny how these things. Like, I don't know how. Like a, a thing starts, someone says it. Usually, it's on like 360, and then somehow it's kind of breathed into fucking fact, and then every other publication repeats it. The thing important that I'm talking about specifically this time, they're going, "Oh, Schuster's on eight hundred thousand dollars." He's fucking not. I can tell you for a fact, he's on six hundred, and next year it goes up to six fifty. It's a fucking. That's an absolute fucking fact. Like this, I, I don't Still know where this. Much. Yeah, I mean, it is if he's fucking going to be injured all the time. But I mean, it's just like where does like. It's like basic research. Like, how? Where does that fucking eight hundred come from? And everyone just you know repeats it because Paul Kent fucking says it. Can we just it. hold off for a second? What do we reckon Lachlan Ilias is on? Don't know. No because I don't reckon he's on six fifty. How yeah, the, I, how yeah. the fuck is that cunt on six fifty? 
yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're gonna, he's not going to be on six. Well, he probably might be on six fifty next year when he gets an early release to go to the West Tigers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but look, the, the, and the other thing as well, I mean, all all these people are like, oh, they're fucking these people are shitting on Schuster and blah blah blah. There's only one person who's had like negative stuff to say about Schuster, and that's that's a, an ex employee of the club who had to get fucking who when when they were fought, when they were terminated last year. They got the whole situation, security standing there while you box your shit and frog marched out the door, like level of, that's the level of firing they got. I'm talking to, I'm talking about Christy Fulton. Um, she, her on Facebook, she said some shit about him, like, you know, talking, talking shit about him. As far as like the things that um, like Siebes and Daly and um, O'Shea have been saying, it's clearly like, the, like the message is, is crystal clear from those guys. It's like, we back you a hundred percent. You got all the talent in the world, but you're fat. You're fat, and you're not. And 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 the reason is the reason that you're fat is because you are not applying yourself to the level of sacrifice and fucking discipline that is required from a professional rugby league player. So it, that was like from them, it was an intervention. If that's what it felt like. Yeah. Your your potential and your talent is yeah. not at you. You are not Greg Inglis. Yeah, you you and, can't turn up unfit and overs yeah. for a season, and by round five be the best player in the competition. I'm in sorry, fucking, in fucking yoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, or, or you or you can't be you know you can't be Alan Langer where we know that on game day you're just going to fucking do the thing. Yeah, and we don't give a fuck how you train because yeah, we know it. that on game day you're you're on. Yeah. You know, like he can't be trusted. He, he can't, and and it's and it's great. It's easy to be like the big the biggest half playing against the kids and dominating them yeah. with your fucking no-look passes and stuff like that. But then there's a certain point, and I've been saying this to, like I say this to my kids at school as well. I mean, there's a point where like natural ability and and talent at what you're doing, eventually it runs it. I mean, eventually you, you meet the, the standard of, you know, homework and schoolwork where that's not enough and you actually have to put work in as well to fucking, you know, to, to mm. knock it over. And he's yeah. at that point, he's reached that point. He's not playing against kids anymore. He's playing against men and he needs to fucking apply himself with discipline and sacrifice like like all of the other players, you know, like all the other players do. Yep. To, That's it. to see To see his talent reach its potential. Otherwise, yep. he is going to fucking squander it at fucking Leichhardt or he's going to squander it in England or some, you know, some bullshit. Or he's gonna squander it out in fucking group six somewhere, you know, like he's just gonna he's gonna fucking blow it. Yeah, spot on. So sort your shit cunt. Yep. Lovely. Alright. Hammers. He said, take that Harvard education and study these nuts. <laughs> James. Harper and Saab are going to fund my next five films and put my kids through college. Fuck, we haven't seen a sure thing for first try scorers since the Blake Ashford chase. I'm, I'm, so, I'm um, sorry, I'm sorry, pal. That ends this. That ends this week, though. Harper's finally dropped. On on that note, uh, James was kind enough when when he says fund his next five films. The cunt is a genuine bona fide film maker. Did you watch it? Oh, Ben, I have no fucking time. I don't have time for that. Like, it's only like it's a short, it's seventeen minutes or something like that. Twenty minutes, bro. Man, I got fucking roasted for asking for 20 minutes tonight to read my children a bedtime story. <laughs> what do you think, Lenny? What do you think, Lenny? would say, river what do you, read what do you a kid think? a story and you'll fucking and you'll and you'll and you'll chuckle for a night. Teach a kid to read, and you can chuckle forever. How about that? Yeah, true. 
They're all old enough to read. Oh, yeah, but bond with your children and they won't end up fucking roasting you on the football field because they'll respect you too much. Um, I know so, your son. Yeah, fuck yeah. And he's going to fucking roast you no matter what because, I mean, that's just in him. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. Um, but yes, no, uh, I did see that everyone fucking loved it though. So well it's done. Fucking excellent. And I said, th- I mean, I said, I said this privately to him, but like, no, he, like he fucking did it. Like he's yeah. been, he's been at this for a long time, Yep. you know, from script to trying to get the money to make it and blah, blah, blah. And like, he fucking, he fucking did it. Yeah. Perfect. That's fucking like, maximum respect. I fucking love it. It's awesome. Fuck yeah. Good shit. Um, Cameron. So the Titans are confirmed the goats of Queensland by taking the only dub for the weekend. It's a fucking low bar. I mean, yeah. you, just, you just win on one random weekend where results fall your way and you're the goat of Queensland. Well, yeah, nothing's hard in Queensland. Said, uh, I feel for Manly if they don't get turbo fit. Just wait for it. I'm waiting for the game. I'll tell you what was hard in Queensland. I seen it. Uh, if they don't get Turbo fit or sort their Schuster shit out, can't see it either. I think Turbo is broken, and as for the other, once a fatty, always a fatty. There you go. Oh, yeah. Tell that to George Rose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to Owen Craigie. Wait. Has he, has, he, has he just bit the bullet and become a body positivity activist yet? George Rose? Yeah. At the moment, fuck, he looks like he ate Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Is that is that him that I've been seeing on all those podcasts with the long hair? Uh, I don't know who that I don't know who that is, but that, I don't know what you're talking about. That thing is hilarious. <laughs> with the fucking with the Star Wars overdub. Oh my god! Anyway, Glenny, Glenny, are you ready? Let's go. All yours. The Get floor excited. is yours. West Tigers 12 defeated the Penrith Panthers 8. Out there in the place where nothing in the sporting world ever happens until the Panthers take their L's there. Carrington Park Bathurst. The Tigers tries to wake him. And Nofaluma in his fucking... That was his, his 100th try, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. For the Tig Pies. I mean, anniversary try. Wake him one conversion. Wake him one penalty goal. Panthers try to a Tiger anyway. Tyrone Peachy. And, uh, <laughs> Hang on a sec. And uh, Crichton with a conversion and a penalty goal. Glenny, the floor is yours. Listen, on Saturday night, 17 elite level human beings traipsed onto a paddock in a place where there's a mountain, a racetrack, and no hope of prosperity. And these fucking heroes gave the hapless souls of Bathurst who otherwise have nothing to live for out there in a fucking absolute shithole of a location. They gave them a religious experience. And I was there, and I'll tell you what was hard in Queensland. My tiny micro penis was as hard. You could, you could, it was flint like, I can tell you. Just watching the Tigers and Luke Brooks in particular, really. The only other time he's played like that in his career was his debut game. And we've waited. Something like 240 fucking games or whatever many games he's played to see something like that again. 240, 20s. Can I just... Have I never heard you say the word debut before? 
because it sounds like you spell it D A Y B O O O O. The floor is still mine. Sorry, keep um, going. Look, conditions in reality are a great leveler, um, but the Tigers did play, to the surprise of most, including myself, a perfect wet weather game, and Dream uh, Buller, the tackle, and you know the fact that. Cleary spilt the ball when it looked like and it felt like the Panthers were just one play away from from snatching it and and leaving the shithole of Bathurst with a with a victory. Um, and to be honest, like the way that they had they they have played, uh, like against the Broncos, World Club Challenge, um, Souths, like the games with frantic endings. Mm. And you know what the Tigers don't do well? Frantic endings, uh, but. I should say play football. Well, that too. Um, frantic endings whilst playing football. Tigers haven't historically been great at, let's be real. But <laughs> the biggest thing for me, I'll be honest with you, is as that ball, as the, the ball trickled over the sideline, the siren went, and fucking Ganane says 273 days of misery are over. It's fairly confronting. <laughs> you fucking haven't cracked it for a win for almost a fucking year. It's um, it's a pretty sad state of affairs. But I was very happy with the win. Um, I thought Appy was great. He was clearly bang up. He for was the on contest. a mission. Yeah. Um, yeah. The very definition of what we call, you know, what we refer to as revenge games. Yeah. Um, Brooks already said. Um, I thought Wakem was solid. Um, I think over time, with more time in first grade, oh, I think he's going to be a serviceable six. I, I don't think he's a superstar, and I don't think he's going to be a, a a match winner. But he's he's settling in, you know, slowly but surely into into first grade. Um, the only wrinkle to that is Dane Laurie is. is Killing it in reserve grade playing. Is he actually? Is, is he legitimately killing yeah. it? That's, yeah. What's that? Three weeks in a row or whatever? And yeah, two all I think. reports is. Um, yeah. So, how he goes defensively, Dane Laurie. I'm talking. Uh, Wakem's a bigger body, and defensively, is you know physically probably can handle a, a larger defensive workload. Whereas Dane Laurie in the in the front line at six is um, is something I'd. Look, I'm prepared to see it happen given his attack, attacking ability, but um, defensively, that he'll be tested out fairly solidly. So, yeah. um, as I said, I think he's going to have to play five eight because the one jersey's now um, Bullers to to lose. Um, you know, he's a good story, um, and you know he's been thrown in there, and he's. Taking that opportunity, um, I thought Steph. He's Stefano played two good was, games in two, and, and, and let's say the shit weather as well. This kid's like seventeen, yeah. playing fullback, a position where you know you're handling all the high balls, yeah. and especially against Cleary, against Cleary, up some fucking monsters mm. in that game particularly. And you know he he acquitted himself. You know he, he yeah. played he played great. Yeah. Not can, even any asterisks on or anything. Can, I mean, can like I he get, was legit good. Can I get your thoughts? We've had a, a question in the comments here, sort of pertaining to him and around, well, okay, if, if he was coming through, 
what the fuck have they been doing with Staines, with Laurie? And and I get that, you know, even you know, last year or the year before, he's young now and he was even younger then and just sure, definitely not yeah. ready. But He's seventeen. I don't, I don't think they had any any view to play him in first grade for at least two seasons. Yeah, okay. it was desperate. It was a it was a desperate move that paid off. But is it is it now? Do you go well? Okay, great. Thanks. You've had your exposure and it was good. But back back to Reggie's and bide your time and come back through in a not, bit. Not the way or he's is been it, playing. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I think he's, he's got to show cracks or like, you know, difficulty handling the contact and like the week in, week out grind. And, 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 and keep in mind. Tackling men. Yeah. yeah. And and this is going to sound like me shitting on the Tigers. It, it's the Tigers though. It's not Penrith where he's he's come in to replace Dylan Edwards or something and, and yeah. you know, he can fuck off. But like at the end of the day, for whatever reason, oh, Lyra's you know, but... fallen foul of the coaching staff. Staines is hurt. Why not? Yeah. Why not yeah. give him yep. a crack? Good point. Nice. Is there anything else you want to say on that one? No, I'm. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and look, if you want to, if, if you want to get the the live reaction as the, <laughs> as the realization dawns, you know, patreon.com forward slash Nation. Safe to say, but, if anyone from um, Bathurst was listening, they probably stopped. Um, someone said, someone said in the comments, you know, if you're from Bathurst, you need to listen to this. I can't remember us going that hard on Bathurst. Did we? We did, we did go pretty hard. Did we? Yeah. Oh, that's so, right, because I said I'd never been there and I was asking you about Bathurst. Yeah. And then I think you just gave me the, the tour. I'm pretty so sure I said, yeah, fuck Bathurst and everyone <laughs> that lives there or is from there. Or so, okay. um, but what what actually happened is that the West Tigers actually didn't matter in this game. Oh, my no, God, this again. Nothing. It was like It's like the, the grand final his, with cut Melbourne. Cut recording again. Oh, sorry, I can't hear. Can't hear. Hey, step out. I think you might cut out. Again. Yeah, this, <laughs> that, this is where the, not recording. This is where re- the blank needs to come in. Realistically, Glennie's just spent all this time talking about how proud he is of Brooks and this young up-and-coming superstar and the effort and Appy looked good. The result of this game was due to apathy, and it was apathy on Penrith's half. I'd seen a little bit of it creeping into games where they've been fortunate enough to have just like blanket talent across the field. And they still had to work hard. They still had to work hard, back-to-back premierships, unheralded event. But now they're not working hard and they're going into games expecting to win, especially against opposition like the Tigers. All your bullshit aside, I legitimately feel like they expected to show up and win in that well, game. Exactly. I, I can't. I can't say that I've said that about Penrith because they have a system in it. But this game, I legit feel like they showed up expecting to just play Correct. and win. Exactly. Trying. And and I think some of the cracks have been papered over um, in the last little while. You know, there's just some individual brilliance by Crichton. You know, scored them a win. And and there's been a couple of things that aren't there. And I'm talking more so about their defence. I've said this a couple of times, but there's always been this misconception about them that they're this this brilliant attacking side. And because Cleary's a big name half, that it has to be around the attack and his attack and points coming. And that's how they beat everybody. But they built their back-to-back seasons on just unequaled and unrivaled defence in the competition. And that's gone. 
the speed of their defensive line, the intent of their defensive line isn't there. And the respect for the ball in attack isn't there. They were patient and quite happy to sit back and just take boring, territorially smart and effective sets over and over and over and over and wear teams down over the over the course of 80 minutes. As soon as they got a sniff into opposition territory, they were getting repeat sets and continuing pressure. How many games did Penrith play over the last couple of years where you, you'd see them? They'd just camp on an opposition's try line and they'd be there for two, three, four sets and come away with no points. And where that would normally completely head fuck a team, they'd be completely fine with that. Okay, we've just taken four sets of juice out of you. Just back. And then they'd work their way back there again. That game plan's now completely gone, and it's back to this rushed um, try and score every set style of football. And that's not where they're going to be effective. So I, I really hope that this game was the wake-up call that they needed to get their heads back into defence and realise that even if you are the best team in the competition, even if you are stocked so full of fucking representative players, that you need to go out there and work harder than your opposition every single fucking week. And that's the only way you win football games. Also, as a neutral, you have to remember that the conditions were pretty poor. And conditions always, were poor. That's, that's, all, and, that's always an, uh, you know, not an equaliser, but certainly something that brings teams closer together um, where, the, where there's a gap in like just in raw attacking talent. And the Tigers, though, this is a combination. This is the, the third game of three where they have played excellent possession, territorial, disciplined games, getting themselves into the position to to score points. And the thing is, they scored like as you know about as many points as they have in those games. Yeah. But this time, they actually defended like fucking wild beasts. Do you know who's a walking conditions? Tyrone fucking Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean... He was top point scorer for the Penny Panthers in this game. I mean... Yeah, also top fuckhead plays at the end. But anyway, uh, Josh, he said, Welcome to week one of Glennie's new podcast, Live, Laugh, Toaster Bath, with special guest stepdad. <laughs> uh, Todd, he said, Was it the Appy Naden revenge game, the Noffer effect, or Peachy the cancer? Whatever it was, I'm here for it. Old school, wet, muddy game, fantastic. Ricky, simple economics, really. The team with the more expensive halfback won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. And that, that was, consider the, the vast majority of the comments were congratulating Glennie. So that was, I was happy with the Dairy Queen vibes in our Love comments it. section. <laughs> Love it. Right. Uh, the Roosters 14 defeated the Warriors nil at Mount Smart Stadium. The Roosters 14 tries to Nat Butcher and uh, Satili Tupanua. Swali, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Warriors, nothing. I don't have a great deal to say about this game other than that it's a tough place to go and win. There's a good crowd of scaffolders there cheering on the Warriors. And I've got to take credit the to the scaffolders, and it's lucky they were scaffolders too, that they could actually install scaffolding above their seats to stop the fucking rain that was coming in. <laughs> Fucking sideways, like it was. That was it was probably the worst conditions of the round, and, um, and that's saying something. The amount, the, the fact that the fans were there until like the seventy fifth minute before they started mm. leaving, yeah, was um, massive. A massive credit 
to to the fan base because those conditions were shit. Or is it an absolutely fucking massive slight on New Zealand's horrendous public transport system that there was no way for them to leave? Do they have public transport in New Zealand? Not that I've seen. Um, they got that, those that, fucking wagons with the old cunt with the grey beard on it. Isn't oh that yeah, but that only but that only runs between Hobbiton and fucking <laughs> Christchurch. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking unimaginative fucking place name. Yeah, Did the, it's not there. Had the Christians just given up by then? They, they, <laughs> they conquered it, and they're not naming it after kings or queens anymore. They've just gone, fucking Christ church. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, be better. I, I want to say... I think the... <laughs> Nothing to say about the game, but we will shit on New Zealand. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, la- last week, and I was I was concerned about it when it happened, last week has broken the Warriors. It took too much out of them. It took too much in terms of troops. I think it took a lot of, out of them in terms of energy. Uh, if, if they can sustain or, or get back to close to where they've been for the rest of the season, I will be very, very surprised. I think last yeah, week. I don't think they were, they weren't bad in this game. I mean, there was some some tremendous defence from the Roosters to save tries, but the Warriors. I mean, they they gave themselves. They had opportunities in this game, and uh, they just they just couldn't capitalise on them. And I think, and I, I would like to give more credit to the Roosters' defence for stopping those uh, opportunities than. Than saying like yeah, and especially considering like you said, like the the injuries and the guys that the, the Warriors had out, I think despite that they actually played you know pretty well, and um, I don't think it was just like more more the conditions and the and the actual defense of the Roosters that prevented anything more eventuating for them. I don't think I'm not. I think that they're while they may be dead, I don't think this was necessarily the like the evidence of it. Uh, it's, it's not the nail in the coffin. Yeah. But consider the game they played against Melbourne. That should trending have been more, down. You'd that should have been more than down, enough right? to deal yeah. to deal with that Roosters side. Yeah. But we, we shall see. Yeah, the um, Roosters have ended the career of young young Sam Walker, <laughs> and and they fucking feed off that shit. Yeah, ending the career, ending the careers of young promising halves. Is that like their Highlander? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like Cooper Cronk fucking pulling the strings in the background. <laughs> oh, God. Craig, he said, that's the worst officiating I've ever seen. Comments? Didn't see the Titans game. The only, the only people I think that would agree with that would be the Kiwi commentators. Yeah. Fucking bleating about decisions. Um, Jared <laughs> said, dark, wet and stormy. Just how I like my women. And the Chooks had a win without Radley in the bin. That was the most disappointing aspect of the game because you see that guy. In the was, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, the, the Warriors fans are like up there with the fucking probably the goats and fucking yeah, you know, banners and shit like that in the NRL. Right. I reckon for a fan yeah. base, there's no giggity gig or fucking GST shit oh, over there. God. Simon, with Tohu Jazz and Barnett out on a wet day, this was always going to be tough for the boys at home. Still got twenty one thousand fans. NRL thinks Anzac game is an Australian-only fixture. Fuck Peter Volandis and the horse he rode in on. Fuck injuries and fuck the bunnies. Bring on the Panthers in our next home game in fuck the Broncos stadium. Love and best wishes. There you go. Who was that? That was Simon. 
why Simon fucked the bunnies? What do they have to do with the price of eggs? But I don't know. <laughs> they got nothing to do with this. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, look, look, believe me, I'm all against it. I mean, kick them out again by all means. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> but I just didn't understand where it uh, why they got sprayed in the drive-by just then. <laughs> look, if this show had to explain every fucking yeah, st- st- stray bullet that fucking <laughs> clipped a bystander. When, when, there's, when there's so many collected jihads in the one space, oh. everyone's, everyone's bound to cap a, cap a couple of bullet. I feel, I feel like Mike Stevenson and Kurt Mann might begin a class action. It's <laughs> fucking, you know, I'm, we're going to get a comment on a rugby league game and then, you know, fuck the Starlight Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Um, final game. Yes. The, uh, the doggies eighteen defeat the dragons sixteen. Uh, down at Wind Stadium, the uh, doggies eighteen came through tries. Uh, a try to Corey with a chip and chase try to Corey Waddell, <laughs> and uh, a double to Jake Averillo. Just fucking pure fucking speed, speed. and skill. Yeah. Um, Burton a conversion, Averillo a conversion, Burton a penalty goal. The dragons sixteen tries to Fenai, Catchman, and uh, his brother Max Fenai. Uh, two conversions from three attempts to Zach Lomax. Uh, it says a little bit about the, the Bulldogs' attacking poten- potency that Waddell's slipping, chipping chases in. Yeah. Um, I think this was an important win for the Dogs. Um, you know, much has been said about the clunky start they've had to the season, given you know their off-season recruiting and um, some of the injuries they've had and, you know, Reynolds been thrown in at six. I was a bit dubious about. Um, I know it was a hit with the fan base for nostalgia reasons, but um, I, th- I thought he was pretty reasonable um, without being an absolute standout. I, I thought he was solid. Um, Did I see something, that, a stat or something, that, he, that he's never lost to the Dragons? Oh, really? Yeah, so that makes the selection you know, more understandable. He's obviously <laughs> got some kind of fucking weird juju in there. Fuck, that triggers me. That triggers me so hard that, like, that's actually a thing and it's probably gone through the fucking team's mind when they've picked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, you mentioned Avarillo. He's he's played multiple positions for the Dogs over the last few seasons and um, there was a time there where it looked like fullback was going to be his best spot and he's he's spent time on the wing in the centers and I think he might have even filled in at six a couple of times um his acceleration to to you know he he got some reasonable service to get on um you know to start albeit flat-footed on the outside of the opposition wing of the dragons winger and just absolutely fucking burnt him yeah um, mm. really impressive. Um, Doggies you know, fans hate him. They've been shitting on him his entire. They well, they've been shitting on him his entire career, and now you're going to start to see him talk about him with some more positivity. And well, it's our I job it, as as guardians of the integrity of rugby league. It's our job to not let him get away with this bullshit. Well, I just I don't understand. He clearly, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a six by any stretch. Any stretch, but. Fullback, yeah. I don't hate. I don't hate him as a fullback, and on the wing, bit of space and speed. Uh, defensively, yep. I think he might lack some defensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, some decision making that can only come with 
you know a lot of time at this mm. level playing in the centres. But um, at the end of the day, speed and that acceleration is is a real asset to the side, especially yeah. with with the fox out. Yeah, that's it. Hey. Um, once again, this is a you know a, a tick in the column, uh, you know, or a cross on Ben Hunt. There was so much time mm. where they were, they only had to yeah. come up with um you know one more try or something, and you know they were on top, and they had plenty of opportunity, you know, attacking like you know in good ball positions of the field, and you know it's yeah you know, it's one thing that he has to do it himself, but the other thing is he couldn't conjure up anything even resembling, yeah, you know, a decisive. Yeah, attacking movement. So, um, yeah, that's two weeks in a row now, where he's had, where it, you know he's had to be Mister Clutch and he just hasn't been able to generate anything. Nasty. What do we have on the socials for this little baby? Terry said, "One-legged burn shows up the dragons outside backs." Matthew. That was Josh. a fucking huge effort because he's out for like five weeks or something now, isn't he? Yeah. Braden Burns. He yep. was on one leg for nearly that entire game. Was, did he, what did he do? Like MCL? Oh, nasty. He was fucked. He was on one leg clearly fucking for hell. like yeah. for almost the entire game. I mean, mm. And there was times, and you see, you see there's footage in the highlights of him chasing down breaks to, like he almost, that try, um, I can't remember which Fiena it was that scored it down there on the left. Mm. When he chased him and grabbed him and he couldn't, he, he sort of couldn't muscle him over the dead ball line, stop him from scoring the try. But I mean, he chased that try the whole way. Yeah. On, on one, one leg. leg. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, Terry said, Seraldo showed some coaching chops this game by hooking TPJ immediately after a disgusting offload, and when he came back on, just ran straight and hard with no passing, pushed the Dragons back. Jace said, I thought for sure we would drag them to our level and beat them with experience to lose. Nicholas said, Corey Waddell has got to be the most improved player. Ciro somehow turned him into a competent second rower. Uh, Jason said, A win is a win, but dear God, we seem to make it hard for ourselves. Seven line breaks to three, and only win by two points is not good, not good enough. Mind you, this is the same team that missed 50 tackles and still managed to win. Hashtag stats that make no sense. That's us. Now listen, we had Josh, we had Josh Reynolds come up before halftime where there was a player, player on the ground, I can't remember what it was, and he sort of you know flopped on them and he was penalised... Um, yeah, you know, it didn't go any further than that, but he's you know penalised for you know high or you know late or whatever, and um, he proceeded to say, say to the, the referee, "Oh, you know that's bullshit." And Grant Atkins just went fucking right, took him back into the in the middle of the field, brought out the captain as well, and he said, "Listen, that guy, he's not the captain. He's not allowed to fucking he's not allowed to approach me anyway." Yep. But he says shit to me again this game, and he's going to sit down. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. Have a talk to him at halftime. And I saw so many doggies fans going, oh, fucking, you know, kids don't care about hearing the word, you know, bullshit. Bullshit's, I, bullshit's not a swear word. That was one I heard as well. And I'm going, guess what, motherfucker? Doesn't matter what the, what, it doesn't matter if what he says was a swear word or, mm. or wasn't. I mean, it was dissent against the decision of a referee. And. What kids don't care about the word bullshit. I mean, my God, man, my kids have heard it plenty of times. I mean, just, you know, just in general conversation or whatever. But the thing that we don't want kids to be doing on the field when they're playing their under sevens and, and, and whatever is telling the ref bullshit and back chatting the referee about decisions they made. Yep. And going on with that dissent shit. I mean, he, sh- he I- could have been very easily fucking sat down for 10 minutes for it. 
Yeah. And this ridiculous, like, splitting of hairs, oh, was it a swear word? It doesn't fucking matter. I, yeah. Look, I, I like Atkins. as a re- Out of all the referees, I still think he is the best we have at the moment. And I don't know why he fails to get Premier Games. Because it's a Cummins fucking mafia controls things. And that's why those dumb cunts fucking... Yeah. And I like the way that he handles shit like this. I would have been happy if he went a step further. And assen- as, and essentially explained, you know, no, you're not the captain. Yeah. Fuck off. And by fuck off, I mean sit down for 10. Yeah. Especially after that. Just nip it in the bud straight away. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Review's done. Done. Okay. So, um, news stories. What happened this week in the week of news? I mean, the thing is, we've got the, the Josh Reynolds thing to be done. We spoke about the, um, uh, we spoke about Schuster as well during the game thing as well. So, we've kind of woven a few of those into the actual game recaps themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking maybes at the moment and, and stuff around. Well, oh, uh, allegedly this is happening. You know, the white the white and deals happened. That was last week. I don't know that there's any actual fucking news. Yeah, it's so funny. They tried like you know they're reporting that like that, that Kyle Flanagan was a done deal and going to going to Manly, and then you had like then you had uh, Gus come out on Twitter today saying, "Oh, it's bullshit. Never happened. There was never any, we never spoke to anyone. We can't say anything about Manly people being interested in it because no one ever contacted us. Bullshit." Gus is fuck. He, t- he fucking spins shit so bad, so so much. It's ridiculous. Now, what I'm hearing from inside of the fucking Manly is that Flano was gonna come, but only for the rest of the year as a stopgap method, you know, measure to basically for Origin and also to be an alternative to Cooper Johns as in the halves. You know, if just does not, you know, doesn't come right or you know whatever. The fact of the matter is that Kyle Flanagan is off contract next year. If Manly actually like really wanted him, like yeah. ongoing, we could have just fucking signed him for next year, yeah. a two-year deal or something, and then agitated and done that thing that teams do to try and, you know, conjure up an early release for the player if they're not happy, blah, blah, blah. You know, which did which which never happened. Um But the th- the thing is with the with the Kyle Flanagan deal. Bulldogs were happy happy to let him go. Then they decided that they wanted us to send a player back their way. I don't know who was offered. I mean, I'm hoping it was like someone with a Christian name of uh, Morgan. But for whatever for whatever reason, the, the Bulldogs didn't like that deal. And this Kyle Flanagan deal, it was only going to cost it was only going to cost Manly sixty grand for the rest of the year because the dogs were carrying carrying most of the weight on that. Uh, and honestly, like as an alternative to Cooper Cronk, uh, to Cooper Cronk, uh, to Cooper Johns, fuck yeah. I'll be all for it. Last time the Roosters were in the top four was, was with fucking Kyle Flanagan as a halfback. Like, you know, I'm all, I'm all for it. But yeah, it's not going to happen. And uh, I'm interested to see who we get over the next month because Steve's is talking about getting someone in because we only have 29 people in the um, in our top 30 at the moment. So there is a space that we need to fill before the end of June. And uh, curious to see who that's going to be. I mean, there was a chance it could have been um, my boy Gordon Chancom, Tom, but uh, he's not... He's a development player, and as of next week, round 11, you can play development players. If we played him this week, you have to upgrade him to a top 30 player and you know spend more money and everything, and we've got him upgraded for top 30 next year, so it's crazy to spend the money, just wait a week, and then you can bring him in on 75 grand or whatever, you know, whatever dev players are getting paid at. So, I don't know. So, yeah, it looks like the Flano thing's not going to happen. Um, I don't know what the fuck else is going on in the news, hey? Did you, mm-hmm. see, that, uh, did you see documents have come out 
talking about how back when uh, Swali'i was 15, right. Union, Union could have signed him to a multi-year deal for 300 grand. So that was signing, was that signing him from um, <clears throat> when he was still at Souths? Uh, no, no, no. So, uh, so it, essentially, so it says that they uh, they could he would have signed a multi-year deal with Union for three hundred thousand dollars five years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they let him slip, and they've now signed him to a contract for eighteen times that amount. That's just good business so, from young Jojo. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, so at the time he was fifteen, he was playing rugby at the King School. Um, performing well in league and basketball. Uh, they met with a few agents. Uh, one was going to deliver him to the Waratahs for a hundred grand a year over three years. Right. Uh, and the offer was made to rugby Australia. The f- most fascinating part about the pitch was that Swalee would commit to rugby long-term if he was taken on the end of year Wallaby spring tour in 2018 or 19 and allowed to train with the national squad when they were in Sydney. And they didn't let him do that? No. <laughs> now, look, I, I... Costly. I understand how a 15-year-old would feel entitled to be part of the Wallabies system, um, seeing as I, I think they just hand out those jumpers to absolutely fucking anybody. Yeah. Um, I had to actually actively refuse one as I was walking past Suncorp Stadium one night when they were playing. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, they, they basically told him to fuck off and uh, gave South the opportunity to sign him. So And, uh, and East the opportunity to uh, to make him rich. So, yep. And now rugby get to make him richer. And he's turned out to not be the superstar that they thought he would be at this age. So, interesting. Um, uh, yeah. Talking Head talking Talis has come in and, on the Whiten deal. No, fuck him. Don't Said it's, it's unusual unusual the deal's unusual well yeah because if it was Gordon he would have fucking taken the highest offer and sat out a year to get it yeah what a fucking dumb cunt I mean that guy's um, the last guy should be talking about fucking integrity and contract negotiations and shit so I, I don't know if Manly are becoming the new Tigers but they seem to be in this the week news. we are this yeah. week we are for sure just you, you see the thing about um, Moses yeah fucking that's another bullshit one as well let's fucking yeah let's fucking talk about that when when Seeds was at the Broncos and he inherited a large amount of this fucking roster, mind you. Apparently, there were 18 out of the top 30 were Isaac Moses clients. Yeah. Yep. At the moment, Manly has Siebes, has Moses. And that's why that's why the parallel uh, and the connection with the Broncos thing was made because like Siebes uh, is, is um, manager as Moses as well. We got Siebes in coaching. We got Peter Gentle in pathways development. We've got... Ben Condon, who was signed a month before Siebes was, so irrelevant. We've got Cooper Johns, who's on a, a fucking minimum wage deal for this year. We've got Woodsy, who's on a fucking deal that the fucking Dragons are carrying for the rest of this year. And that's fucking it. There you go. You can't, you can't, into, you can't inject the fucking Flano stuff into it because it didn't happen. It's not happening. And so, for when you think then when there's like, let's say half a dozen players in this in the in the team, two of which who've played first grade, only when they only when there's injuries or you know other commitments, because they're like third in the power rankings or whatever for their position, 
it's fucking ridiculous. So, I mean, they're obviously trying, you know, they're trying to wind it up this week because it's Manly versus the Broncos this week. And, you know, it's a Siebes revenge game and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I get it. We know how they operate with the Tigers. We know how they operate with all sorts of fucking news. But, oh, my God. Like, why don't they talk about Mario Tartak? He's got fucking more players. He's got all the Polynesians in Manly's side. Yeah, Shuster, Huali, Kola, fucking all those guys. Tui Pilotu, you know, fucking Jason Saab. Yeah. Like, he's got more fucking players than Isaac Moses has, but is, is, is Mario Tartak in control of the fucking club? You know, it's it's fucking stupid. There it's actually, go. when, when you've got, you got the big, one of the biggest managers in the game and he's only got, you know, like a small percentage of the players in your fucking, in, in the club, that's a good thing. Absolutely. If he had 18 of the fucking top 30 then obviously that's a fucking problem because that is a severe, you know, voting block or whatever, you know, control block. Or, or even, all, all you need is, is your three best. You don't, you don't even need 18 too. out of 30. Yeah, we've got fringe fucking resis who come in and injury cover on deals yeah. on deals to finish a season. That's Not it. even like full fucking contracts. So like it's... There we ridiculous. go. News done. We're slamming right. through it. Right, okay, so we get into the games for this week. Um, obviously, it's magic round. We need to get schedules. I guess we'll figure out when the, when the games are being played. So you're in there on Saturday then? Is this a good segue to say that we'll be at Hotel LA for magic round? Yeah. Now, people who've been there in the past uh, will know where we're talking about. It just seems to be the place that has become the place. We never really set it up that way. It just happened. Oh, hang on. It's, it's Hotel LA if you're a fucking OG or the Lord, Lord Alfred, Alfred if you're, Hotel. If you're new or a tourist, yeah. Um, yeah. And and if you haven't been up for Magic Round before, or you haven't been out to see us or hang with the you know, other listeners, the place to be is um, what's the road across the front there? Is it Petrie? Caxton Street. No, no, Caxton's one down. Is it Petrie Terrace? The one across the front yeah. of it? Yeah, you can't, so, it's at the it's at the top of Caxton Street. If you can't fucking yeah, figure yeah, it out, cor- I don't want to yeah. see you. No, but I mean, when you when you walk into Hotel A, you head you head out you head out towards a you know. The back, the back away from, like, you know, away from the Caxton Street side of the of the venue, that's it. right? Yes. Yeah. But, but, you know, before you get to the car park out the back, yeah, know, that back room, that's generally where you'll find um, people. And I'm sure that um, there's, look, let's not sugarcoat it. There's some fucking alcoholics that listen to this show and they will be there probably drinking from like fucking 10 a.m. on Friday, holding down that place. So, yes. so Grover, when you get there, that's, put a, just get put on. Just, just put on a Twill merch place. and walk around. Yeah. Put on some Twill merch and sit in the normal place, will you? So that people know where to find you. <laughs> and so, yeah, so what, what are your plans for this weekend, Stepdad, first? Panthers playing on Saturday. First game at three. Oh, yeah. So you're in um, Saturday? No, we'll, we'll depend completely on when the kids' games are. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to be, I will be in there Friday afternoon and Friday night. Obviously, I'm going in to watch the Manly game. Um, I'll also be in there Saturday afternoon. I'll probably not be in there Sunday. Glenn, are you coming down the hill on Sunday to watch um, the West Tigers? Yes. Yes, I will. Um, chance, I, I can't come Friday, but chance I may be able to get down Saturday after, afternoon slash evening. Nice. Yeah, like I, on, on Saturday, I probably won't go to any of the games and I'll probably be at the venue to, uh, you know, if anyone wants to have a chat or whatever. You know so, what? I, um, I, don't, I don't even hate that. Like, how often do we get to catch up with listeners and fans? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? So, like, I, so I figure I'll be doing games on Friday night, and uh, and I'll uh, be there to catch up with people. Um, like, and have plus, some beers or whatever on Saturday. I don't know how many other people at Magic Round can say that they've seen their team win a fucking premiership at Suncorp. So you know, 
everything else pales in comparison to that. Penrith have won more grand finals of that ground than any other team in history. Fucking hell. <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's talk about positive things. The Knights have a bye. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's a that, that's a great thing, and, um, and and presumably the Cax the Caxton Street precinct will be uh, crystal clear and free of Newcastle yeah. Knights supporters. Oh. Oh, what with their handshakes and fucking steroids. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> first game. Can I just put out there very quickly? I fuck that cunt triggers me as well. The bullshit that he goes on with selling his fucking man shakes, you can get exactly the same shit from a fucking low carb whey protein isolate and a good multivitamin tablet for a third of the fucking price. Don't believe that bald cunt's hype. Fuck him. Continue on. You could legitimately have like fucking three Neurofens and a McDonald's vanilla shake. <laughs> Get the same, get the same nutrition. <laughs> Nutritional advice currently being sprouted by Nathan is not shared by the rest of the group. <laughs> uh, are you on the man shakes, Lenny? No, no, I'm not. I'm on the fucking. You're on the new ones that he really says lady shakes, right? <laughs> I'm on the waddle up and down the touch football field as many times as you can, and don't shovel as much shit in your face as you used to. Sound. Um, nice. The doggies take on the Raiders. First game, the 6pm game, pub slot game, and fuck me, isn't it just? Um, the doggy side, they've lost, lost Braden Burns uh, to the injury you mentioned earlier. Harrison Edwards comes in. The fr- oh, he's out, sorry, as well. Curtis Morin is out. So Karaz comes into the wing. Max King to the front row and Franklin Pele to the bench. Raiders side, they have lost Albert Hopawate and Corey Harawiranaira. Xavier Savage comes in on the wing and uh, Atta Mariotta to the bench. Raiders. Why? I reckon those losses hit the Raiders harder than they hit the Dogs. Or like the the Dogs outs have been serviceable for them, but but Hardaway tonight has been the heart of that fucking Canberra team, even coming off the bench. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm tipping the Dogs this one. Oof. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think Canberra Raiders have got enough to take care of the Doggies. In the attack, I think the, I don't think the doggies that still have a heck of a lot of points in them. I don't think, and uh, I think a week removed from you know his big announcement, I think White and you know he had a a huge game last weekend, but I think this this will probably settle him down. And um, yeah, I I just I just think the Raiders are not by a huge um, degree, but I, I just think they're. At this stage, I think they're a more solid unit than the dogs, and, and they're just looking—they're they're looking so much better. I mean, I know it was you know through to injury that this change was forced. It wasn't through to good coaching, but they're just so much better with uh, the Wolford and Starling mm. hooker rotation instead of for whatever reason fucking blindly, you know, just allowing the other guy to play. <laughs> play exactly, you know, Daniel Levy to play to play. Uh, his trade, uh, Xavier Savage return as well, so easing easing him in on the. I mean, Chris has been pretty good lately on the in fullback, mm. and I guess Savage has got to sort of ease his way back into first grade via the wing. But you know, we'll see if he takes over at some point again. Yeah, um, second game. Uh, so we're all, we all on the Raiders on that one, or you went doggies? No, didn't you? Okay. dogs. Yeah. Right. Oh, the um, well, I haven't looked at what the betting is. I haven't looked at the the um, tipping sites or anything, Glenny. 
Let's you, not. Until they fucking until they want to pay us to fucking yeah, spread true. their bullshit. Two dollars yeah, yeah. thirty five to the dogs. Raiders dollar sixty favorites. Yeah, you don't have to tell us who, you, who where those numbers come from, Glenny. Fucking fuck you, pay us again. Exactly. Um, the mighty Manly Seeds Eagles revenge game versus the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, this one, fucking, it's a tough one. Um, Ko Weeks is out, thankfully. And I must say, like, he's almost a player that, like, I, th- I think I'd be happy to let him go now and become the next, you know, Guffo, to be honest. Uh, Harper's out. Uh, Tui Pilotu's out. All good moves so far. But then Jakey Turbo, he's out with a calf injury, which apparently could keep him out for up to four weeks. Uh, Toff Sipley is suspended for three weeks because of his fucking minute of madness last weekend. Um, in comes Tommy Turbo. They say Brad Parker's back, which we'll get back. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, Tolu Kohler comes back. Ben Tavoyevich comes back. And uh, Woodsy to the bench. Um, now, with Brad Parker, he had... I know he didn't have to have surgery, but he... I was sure like a week ago, he had like a three to four week knee injury. I mean, that fucking guy, what he lacks in talent, he absolutely fucking possesses in terms of like regenerative surgery. <laughs> because cause I don't know if you remember this, but last year in the middle of the season, or sort of towards the, you know, before the before origin period, he, he had an ACL injury as well, didn't have surgery, Ugh, and came yeah. back in like fucking, that. came back in a matter of like, you know, eight weeks or something. Yeah, like the fucking guy's got like the Wolverine fucking heel. I, mean, I wish he could, you know, apply that to you know talent or something like that. But my God, the guy can heal. In my opinion, I don't necessarily know if he's if he's actually a hundred percent right and will play. I have a suspicion that um, Rubes will go to centre again, and we might get Ray Vega in, who's on the bench um, and has travelled up. Uh, he may play on the wing, which and that's the lineup that I'd actually be most comfortable with at the moment in terms of our back line, you know, with, you know, the, the current state of fit players and things like that. I really think you need a guy, you need a guy like Ray Vega who like, like Matai was aware of, he's just a fucking, just an animal that will just hit cunt so hard that it makes them think twice about, you know, they're, they're in two minds when they're running that, running that side of the field. And I think you need a guy like that to like, to knock the shit out of, you know, Reese Walsh and, you know, just to make them think twice when they fucking drift around that way that, oh, fuck, this guy's out there, you know, lurking somewhere. Um, it's tough. Like, who's going to pick up the fucking tackling, the 50 tackles a game with no misses for 80 minutes of fucking Jake? Like, yeah. That's, it, you know, it's, a, it's a slippery slope from, if, from if his Croker ability. was out. Because Croker, because Croker was busted open last week in that in that game, mm. and, um, and I thought that there might have been a chance that he was out too. And like, if you take if you take Croker and, and Jake out of the out of the middle, that's like you know 110 tackles a game. <laughs> it's like fuck, yeah. So Croker's still there, so yeah, it should be okay. But I mean, there's no no denying that there is a certain um, you know level of tackling and stuff in the middle. Um, the Broncos are welcome back. Well, uh, Jockey Madden's out, unfortunately. Uh, Kobe Hetherington's out. Um, so Mam and Haas come back into the side, and um, Keenan Palacia goes to the bench uh, with uh, Payne Haas resuming his uh, starting position in the front row, obviously. Um, look, I think this is a this is a, one of those games where it's just the timing of injuries and everything like that. It's just played straight into the Broncos' hands, and I think this is just going to be another one of those games. You'll kind of go, "Wow, well, you know, it certainly fell their way." And um, honestly, like if they can't get up, for, if Manly can't get up for this game, like you know, when can you fucking get up for a game? Yeah, but um, especially with the publicity around and all that sort of stuff, you know, this week. But um, 
if they're not up for it though, fucking they could you know, easily fucking you know get done by forty if the Broncos get into that you know where everything sticks kind of thing because that's the one thing they have they made a lot of mistakes they missed a lot of tackles their completions you know hover around the seventy percent mark but no matter how a game is going the Broncos do have this ability to score fucking bunches of tries yeah they do like just to score them in threes. And you know, so if that sort, of, you know, if that sort of thing happens, there could be a very fucking long night. And I don't know. And with and with Jakey not there, when you need him to be dropping Payne Haas, who's probably having the best season a forwards had in fucking yeah, you know, I don't know how long. I mean, the guy's making so many post contact meters. He's offloading at will. He's going to get his entire career total of offloads in this season yeah. again. Um, plus, he'll be you know. He had a week off too, so fuck is fresh. So, yeah. so uh, they they really need to be. This needs to be like one of those storm esque games, or the game, or the like the game they played against the Rabbitohs uh, in defence. Because is and then the, honestly, I think the only effective game plan, and I don't know if Manly have time for this, but if they could maybe petition a court to give his mum her license back <laughs> and drive him to the game, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm th- I, I, I am going to try, hopefully, you know, work permitting, I am going to try and get down to the open training session tomorrow as well and just sort of see if they line up and see if um, see if Raymond's going to be in the side or see how they're, how they're training. But um, I should report back nice. to everybody. Um, yeah, Broncos. Sorry, sorry so suffice to say, Manly 13 plus, maybe even more, a signature win on the season. Doing it for fucking Siebes. Doing it for Harvard. Doing it for people whose mums don't fucking kill cunts. Just in general. Jesus. You're talking about your Dally M there. Hey, 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 Glennie. It happened. It's really happened. Happened down near your way. Didn't it? Toowoomba? No, on the way. Like, didn't it? it I, thought it was a Jim, I thought it was near Jimboomba. Yeah, it's close enough. It's closer to Glennie than me. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a signal. <laughs> It's like fucking Westish. It's a shithole with two O's in the name. Same. Correct. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's practically the same place. Now you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> See, if it it's if like, it had it's happened, like unelevated, <laughs> it's like unelevated Toowoomba. If it had happened in Toowoomba, they wouldn't have convicted her. Yeah, true. Because there's laws about you know culling pests on the road. Yeah. She'd be the fucking mayor. That's it. <laughs> The Warriors take on the Panthers, 3 p.m. Saturday afternoon. The Warriors side, they have lost uh, Violea and Freddie Lussick. In comes uh, Charles Nickel Cook start to fullback. In comes Torhu Harris to lock. DWZ goes back to the wing. Montoya goes to, back to the centres. And Yukore goes to the second row. Josh Curran, second row of the bench. And Adam Fanua Blake goes from lock to front row. The Panthers side, Eisenhuth out, Fisher Harris in. That's there you it. Go. That's huge. They didn't pull the panic. They didn't hit the panic switch after the, the devastating loss to the West Tigers. They're going to give the guys on fi- who played in that game another chance. So, as long Incredible. as the ball doesn't travel down David Peachy's side, mm-hmm. then we'll be fine. What's David so, Peachy going to do? Is he going to just like sorry, not, pay, Tyrone. not pay his contractors? Ty- Tyrone Peachy. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> they make him so angry that he misses tackles. Um. <laughs> Yeah, look, again, I I really hope that that game last week was a wake up for them, and that we get some fucking intent. 
because that Warriors side can potentially score, like you said about Brisbane, they have fucking points in them. Uh, and they would be up and ready for this game. Penrith need to realise that they've got a fucking prize on their head as the reigning premiers, and that everyone is going to be up for them, and they better be further up. So, um, look, Penrith 13+, plus based on the fact that the, the Warriors are finished. They were finished by Melbourne. Um, however, again, it's their game to lose. And unless there is some more fucking intent in their defence, especially... And some patience in their attack. They're a chance of doing it, but they'll be right. They'll turn that around, get back on top. Yeah, I would expect the Penrith to win this game. Same. I think that, you know. I don't think you even need any reasons. I mean, yes. Obviously, the Warriors, you know, they've got some good pieces back in. And Nickel Clockstar does give them, you know, that extra attacking. I'll tell you, you our, know, good, extra our skillful good friend, player they need. Our good friend Levius better be making his way up from the fucking Gold Coast. Yeah, agree. To fucking bring us all some trend. Yeah, fucking, some, I was going to say some vitamin S. Whatever his new fucking job is. <laughs> He's eating these fucking trend bologna sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> um, He's looking and, like a fucking prime Paul gallon. And, and relive the fucking wonders of the last time we were together when the Warriors played the Panthers. Was that the first time we met him? I think that so. Time? Yeah, that was great. I think it was. And just just re, just recapping, the Warriors were leading probably like eighteen nil or eighteen six in that game at halftime. And he was fucking chirping, and, and we had a bet, we had a bet on. Yeah, and then the Panthers started clawing their way back, got the lead, ended up burying them, <laughs> and the team just fade <laughs> as the game went on. It was hilarious. Okay, the uh, next Saturday game, the Sharks take on the Dolphins, and uh, the Sharky side. Braden Hamlin Ueli is out. Braden Trindle is out. Finucane comes in. Uh, McInnes moves from lock to the bench, and Royce Hunt moves from the bench to the front row. The Dolphins side Robert Jennings is out. Ray Stone is out. Kurt Donahoe is out. Tessie New comes in. Milford to the bench, and uh, Mason Teague to the bench. Dolphins are serious outsiders against the Sharks. Look, um, I, I mean, I don't, I, I understand it. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be obviously very, very well supported in this game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I just, I think they'll be competitive again, which is a hallmark of the, the side as they progress through their first season. I'd, I'd really like to tip the Dolphins, but I just think the Sharks will be too strong. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see the Dolphins not have a terrible fucking start. Yeah. So, yeah. so the game is one of those more you know, earlier season games where they're actually in it and grinding the whole time. But look, there's this, the the Sharks have a lot of strike power at the moment, and they, you know, and they seem to be getting better and just and just growing, you know, with each additional week that they've got Nico in there, mm. and uh, I think they've got you know. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Dolphins on paper and there's, there's just nothing there, but they've been finding a way to compete. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just don't know about the Sharks. I think the Sharks will win this one fairly comfortably. Much yeah. to the dismay of everyone in the rugby sure. community. Because the Dolphins uh, equal joy. Correct. Mm. Right. Um, moving along to the Melbourne Storm, take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. This one is the uh, 7.45 p.m. game on Saturday. 
And the Melbourne side, uh, Tyron Wishart is out. Tom Eisenhuth comes into the bench. Grant Anderson to the bench. Um, Tarek Sims goes from the front row to the bench. And Nelson goes from bench to front row. The Rabbitoh side, um, Moali is out. Liam Knight comes into the bench. Blake Tuffy to the bench. Jai Arrow goes front row to bench. And Totola bench to front row. I expect Melbourne to lift. Um, they've had their share of dodgy performances so far this season, but mm. given the quality of their opposition in this game, I expect them to lift. I expect Bellamy to be well up for the game. Um, yep. And Munster to have a big one. Uh, but I just... I just can't go past South. Just yep. too too solid across the park at the moment. Um, Latrell, the form that he's in, we spoke about Campbell Graham before. Um, South in a, in a pretty close context contest, mind you, but I think South will win. Yeah, South's a form team in competition at the moment. It's undeniable, and um, and while the Storm have, you know, they've shown improvement, and they're coming off a bye, I think. Um, yeah, I think the Rabbitohs will get them. Yep, agreed. The West Tigers take on the St George Aurora Dragons early game on Sunday afternoon, one fifty p.m. The Tigers uh, they've lost Brent Naden and um, in comes Kapoa to replace him, and uh, Tommy Talau moves from the bench to the centre. So uh, good showcase for the future Manly Seabs Eagle. Uh, the Dragons side. This is fucking mystifying, and I'm glad this reminded me. So the Dragons have had their problems, obviously, and uh, Griffin's solution to those problems is to drop Zach Lomax, drop Little, drop drop Couchman, and uh, drop Jaden Hunt. So then he brings in Rawalawa, Billy Burns, Jaden Sewer, and Jaden Sullivan. Bunch of changes as well, with uh, Max Fienai going to centre, Michael Molo going to the bench, Jack Bird going to the lock, uh, Jack DeBellin going to the front row. Now, look, Zach Lomax's goal-kicking percentage hasn't been incredible this year. No, it hasn't. But it's also been a factor that they've scored all their fucking tries out yeah. on the sidelines as well. You know, he, I don't think he's taken a kick from anywhere closer than fucking 5, 10 metres in from touch. Yeah. But he... His statistics from last week's game were fucking great. Tons of meters. And this is a guy who was placed on his less preferred side of the field at the start of the season. Yep. And he's got the shits now massively. Like <laughs> he's he's been moved he's been moved out of position. Still played pretty well. Scapegoated and dropped. <laughs> And uh, yeah, look, I think if Hook doesn't get the hook this year, I think he'll be he'll be somewhere else. Yeah, it, it does. It does fucking boggle me that you have players whose entire fucking worldview, and I said this to a mate today, is that I play on this side of the field, and that means, you know, to one of my sides, be it left or right, yeah. there is very little space, and to my other side, there is lots of space. And I am used to somebody coming at me generally from that direction. I tend to carry the ball under this arm and palm with this arm, and I tend to step you know, back in towards yeah. more space. Yeah. And just go, let's take every fucking instinct they have and have developed over playing league in this team yeah. and just fucking reverse it. Yeah. 
Now, I know it's happened, and it, look, it's, it's even happened at Penrith. You know, Crichton switched sides. But he had some fucking dreadful games there, and he's yep. a representative quality centre. Yep. So, and, he still, and he still, to this day, there, there are games yeah. where he's just fucking shocking. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. Um, for, uh, Hook loves a scapegoat. Yeah. And, I, and it feels that, that, that perhaps Lomax... He's going to need a couple after this game because the Tigers are going to put forty on the Dragons. Fuck the Dragons and fuck their fan base. Now, Tigers have never Tigers have never had a better chance to win two games on the trot. I, I know we don't watch a lot of the fucking NRL TV shows. Yeah, in fact, did I you, watch exactly did, zero of them. Did you guys see anything where Lomax was bagging Hook or doing no. like an impression of him on one of them? No. Oh mm. yes, there was one at the start of the season where. A couple of the players. He was with. He was. He was with. He was with a prop. Was it and Fletch? Yeah, and who was the prop he was with? Was it Blake Laurie or something? Yeah. 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 yeah, No. Was that was Lomax in on that? Has he been dropped as well? No. No, he's he's starting prop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So someone was saying today that you know Hooks Hooks got to fucking be in his bonnet about that. Yeah. Right. But there's a sex offender starting the game in the front row. But hey, don't do impressions of me. Yeah, yeah. Cut too close. Look, this, this is this is the, the the best chance. I mean, if the Tigers play that solid possession, you know, high completions, yeah. a lot of possession, rolling down from the twenty to twenty, and then just convert a couple of those opportunities. If they play like they did last week, they'll fucking win this game, no problem, easily. Yeah, okay. easily. It's gonna be it's gonna be dry up here on the weekend, isn't it? It's been in perfect conditions. I mean, the field will be a bit choppy, but... I just... You know, as good as and as, as happy as I was with their performance last weekend, the chance... You know, the chance is there for them to start turning things around and, and there's no better time to do it. It's a big occasion being Magic Round. Um, an opposition that's that's not in great form and not a great side, even if they were in form. Um, yep. So this will be another dose of exactly what the Dragons fans deserve. There you Comprehensive go. Put, put, defeat. Put, put it this way. You, I mean, you, you look at you look at the draw and you go, oh, we've got Parramatta, Manly, Panthers, Dragons. If you're circling any of those games for the, for the most likely win that you're going to get across that run. Penrith. Yep. Gotcha. You've done it. And then you look at the second most likely win. Dragons. Yeah. Two from two. There you go. West Brooksy has been unleashed. It's too and, early uh, to say. And once he's been unleashed, it's very hard to fucking, it's very hard to leash him again. To re-leash him. When he starts pumping those little legs, I mean, <laughs> you'd want to be, you'd want to be a fucking amazing fucking, you know, lasso work to, to get that little guy when his legs start pumping. It's not, <laughs> his legs are so little, isn't There's not much to lasso. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I expect Brooksy to have a huge game. Another forty twenty, couple of try assists. Nofaluma to get himself up to one hundred and ten tries. Oh, good game all around for the Tigers. Next, the Roosters take on the Cowboys four p.m. on Sunday afternoon. The Roosters side uh, they lose Momorowski and Fletcher Baker. They bring in Letters and Jake Turpin. Matt Lodge goes to the bench. Drew Hutchinson to centre. Cowboys side, Nanai out. Chester out. Uh, Lukey comes in. Uh, Finu Fuaki comes in to the bench. Jake Granville goes from lock to bench. Ruben Cotter goes from bench to lock. 
Roosters it's by how much? Fucking no brainer the way the Cowboys have been going. Mm. Yeah. I would agree. Cowboys $4, yeah. $4 outside as the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Chad looking more like the player that the Sharks supporters thought the Cowboys were getting last year. Yeah. I mean, he was surprisingly great last year and a big fan. He yeah, was. But now he's really regressed, I think, back but, to what the Sharks saw last season. But again, like he, we, we talk a lot about individual form and they're up or they're down. But in the scheme of the, the entire team, it's hard for him to do what he did last year. Chad's never been an individually no exactly. Yeah, he's never been an individually brilliant guy. Yeah, he's a halfback in, in a you know in a you know a, a typical sort of halfback mould. Mm. And in order for him to perform, he needs his forwards uh, being dominant, so he can play off the back of it and organise. And yep. he's just not getting that. There you go. Yep. yep. Roosters by plenty. Titans take on the Eels. This one is the last game of Magic Round on a Lang Park surface that tends to get choppy after one game. So uh, this is the minefield game of the round. The ACL game of the round. Mm. Sindismosa City. The Titans side, they've lost Brimson. Um, Cruz Leeming comes into the bench. Jaden Campbell goes from the bench and starts at fullback. The, the Parramatta Eels lost Sean Russell, Matt Dory, and Ofiki Ogden. Uh, they bring in Bailey Simonson to the centre. New recruit, Andrew Davey, to second row, and Ryan Madison to the bench. Uh, Bryce Cartwright goes from second row to the bench. I can't see Parramatta dropping this one. No, Same. I can't either. The Titans are not a great side. And while the Eels haven't had the best of seasons so far, I think there is just a, a fundamental ability in their forwards yeah. to at least match what the Titans bring. And yeah. the class of the backs across the board is just, I mean, and the halves are just, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how Kieran Foran's playing. I mean, I feel like he's he's not 100%. Like there's some sort of injury in there somewhere. Or he's um, And like, you can get away with that in, game, in like rain-hampered games where, you know, attack is at a premium. Yep. But I mean, on what's likely to be a dry strip up here where attacking football can be played, you know, to its maximum. And look, the, the Titans have had those games. Like they had the game against Melbourne where it was just a fucking shootout and they yep. have points in them. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I, I think Parramatta will defend better than, than Melbourne did in that yeah. game. Yeah. I, th- I think, I think you'll win this by 20 easily. At least. Yep. All right, so that's it. That is 5.13. Hopefully this one fucking takes you. If not, you're not even listening to what I'm saying right now. Um, so, <laughs> so let's hope that you're, dear listener, that you're listening to this right now. Um, if you'd uh, like to go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links, you can get linked up to all of our uh, social media sites, groups, communities, our Patreon patreon.com forward slash Nation. if you want to get into the game companions that we do like especially the one from last week where uh, you can listen to Glennie as he uh, realizes that the West Tigers are going to win their first game of the year and it's over over the Panthers no less um, and can I tell you it has it has spawned a couple of uh, a couple of subscribers so I just want to say uh, a thank you to new patrons Dean Jack uh, where are we David um, Thomas, 
uh, Scott and Stuart. Welcome. And, Jesus uh, Christ, we're not, we're not doing too fucking well on the diversity stakes there, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gu- oh, yeah. gar- guarantee that I know what all of you cunts look like. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, and, and and you know, hopefully, if you, you know, you can surprise us, and yeah, you know, we we can uh, yeah have a chat over one of the three days of Magic Round. Lenny, can you stop? Us. Can you stop scaring away minorities? Me? Yeah, I'm a delight. I'm beloved by all. Yeah, Malaysia yeah. says hello. I was <laughs> <laughs> oh, just taking a call from Malaysia. Yes, sir, you're on the air. <laughs> this cunt. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it for this episode. That was one. That was uh five thirteen. Hopefully it sticks. See you on the weekend. See ya. And, uh, yeah, we'll all be in there on on you know various days in Magic Rounds. So Love you'll it. Be able to, you'll have the chance if you're in there for if you're in there from interstate and you're in, coming in all three days. Or international, actually, as it turns out, this year. We have a special international guest, guest visitor. But, That's um, it. Yep, hope to catch up with you all, and uh, we'll talk there, to you guys over the weekend. There are some people I cannot wait to fucking see, and uh, some some others that I'm also very fucking excited to see for different reasons. So, let's go. <laughs> all right. And so, yeah, well, I guess we'll see you guys on the weekend. See ya. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.